This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, March 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced the first presumptive positive case of the coronavirus in the state. The governor says the individual under evaluation is a man in his 30s who has been hospitalized in Bergen County since March 3rd. Uh, the case came from a sample tested by the New Jersey Department of Health and is now being submitted to the CDC for testing. The hospital is working closely with the Department of Health and continues to follow all infectious disease protocols. The first case reported in Philadelphia was found to be negative. Uh, the coronavirus was first detected in the Chinese city of Wuhan on December of 2019 and has since spread globally. According to the CDC, these first reported cases had links to a live animal market suggesting the outbreak started from animal to person spread. 11 people in the United States have died of the virus, including 10 in Washington state and one in California. Bat soup. Bat soup. <laughs> What's this bat doing in my son? <laughs> the bat <backstart. laughs> The case yesterday, though, in Philadelphia, they were saying, like, we're testing. It's just being tested. Like, they were kind of making it out to be like, this is not it, which it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but this one... Uh, looks like it, it, it might turn out to be that, but we'll, we'll find out when they officially announce it. La Colombe Coffee is testing out their new self-heating cans at their flagship cafe in Fishtown. The first batch sold out in a matter of days. Uh, they have since restocked the shelves. La Colombe CEO and co-founder Todd Carmichael explained the challenge was to see if we could not uh, liberate the hot coffee uh, from the cafe environment and let it go mobile where you can have hot coffee anywhere you go. Carmichael elaborated uh, that could mean enjoying a cup of coffee at La Colombe pulled from your desk drawer at the office or sitting on top of Mount Rainier. It's a pretty cool concept. I'm very interested in this. He apparently went to great lengths to make sure the container is sort of environmentally sound. Yep. Yeah. What do they use? Witchcraft? What do you do? This? What no, the hell so is this? Actually, they use a bat extract. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I'm all ears. Something no. positive. No, but he was saying, because people were saying, well, why does this not exist already? And he was saying, that's why, because a lot of them are not environmentally safe. Right. So um, he was able to, to work with this company, um, which was called HeatGen, to, to figure it all out. So uh, the self-heating cans will hit other Philadelphia cafes next week. Uh, while the Philadelphia headquartered company has cafes across the country, the product was first available here in Fishtown. The self-heating can uh, plans to has plans to work for about uh, five. The self-heating can plan uh, plan has been in the works for about five years. Sorry, so he's been working on this for five years. Um, I'm like, wait, how can it a, work for five years? Plan is a noun there, not a verb. <laughs> right, so it'll stay hot for five years, yeah, Kathy. No, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> Kathy, do they explain how this works? Yes. Yeah, so okay. uh, he's been working with these developers at HeatGen to fine tune how the coffee um, gets hot and how quickly it gets hot. So that that was part of the uh, part of the problem was sometimes it was heating too quickly and it was getting too hot. Um, so it, it's the core heats up within two minutes warming the surrounding beverage. So there's something in the middle of it. So what, what you're basically doing is it contains the explosion of a hand grenade. <laughs> so when you pull the thing on it, it's, it's so, it, but the, the heat is generated by the explosion not being able to go anywhere. Uh... Okay, you'll see it when you believe. You'll believe I, it when you see well, it. Well, I not not that I believe it when I see it, but I, I I don't think you really need this. But okay, you know, I, listen. Wouldn't it be great? Kind, it's pretty easy to get hot coffee. If you're you know? at work though, and you're far away from the from the coffee machine, wouldn't it be great to just pull out a fifty dollar cup of coffee? <laughs> 
But you heard him when you're at the top of Mount Rainier, Preston. Yes. You, just wanna you know what? See, Todd does go that. to the top of those mountains. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah. he does we right? don't leave our couches. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. I like it. I think it's a great idea. Okay. Um, right now, it's available in two coffee varieties, but he says they're going to eventually offer different drinks like lattes and cappuccinos. Carmichael emphasizes the product is human safe, dog safe, animal safe, earth safe. The other ones have run into issues, and that's why you don't see them on the market. Right, and how much do they cost? Uh, I don't know the cost, case. Okay. Fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but they flew off his shelves. That he says that he has more there, um, and he restocked the shelves. So I guess uh, you can go to the Fishtown location if you want to try it. He's a good guy. Philadelphia police say a suspect ordered his dog to attack a man who was trying to make a few bucks pumping gas. It happened at a gas station located on the 2900 block of North Broad Street around midnight on Tuesday. Police say the suspect and an unidentified woman were involved in an argument when they encountered a 62-year-old man who was trying to make a few bucks by pumping their gas. That's when police say the suspect told him to leave and ordered his pit bull to attack the man. Police say the suspect left the victim in the street and then fled the scene. The victim is well known to the area around the gas station. Lewis Dunson Jr. said the assailant did not want him uh, pumping his gas for a couple bucks. He said, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to stick my dog on you, Dunkson told 6ABC. He says he tried to walk away, but the guy went into his vehicle and ordered his dog to attack him. Dunkson said that he thought he was going to die. Police say all the suspect had to do was say no and pump his own gas and then drive off. Well, I can validate that because the same thing happened to me at the gas station the other day. Someone came over and offered to pump my gas. I said, no, thank you. I got that. And they walked away. And you didn't. And I need to kill him. Put your, your vicious Lucy right, on Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Police are well, looking. Did this guy I walk away or did he not? Because I also know that my friend had uh, hundreds of dollars stolen off of his credit card from a guy who offered to. You yeah, know. No, you never. That's why you don't do that. It's, so yeah, that's you know, don't do it. You don't have to have your dog Just, yeah, attack yeah, yeah. him. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't need it. Police are looking for the suspect driving a maroon-colored Toyota SUV. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. In sports this morning. <laughs> Sacks are young. The Flyers have now won seven games yeah. in a row. Yeah. Ivan Provorov, Kevin Hayes, and Derek Grant each had two-point games as the Flyers came back to earn a 5-2 win over the Capitals last night in Washington. The Flyers got the only two goals in the third from Provorov and Scott Lawton. Brian Elliott stopped 25 of 27 shots for the win. The Flyers are now only a point behind the Caps for first place in the Metro Division. During the game, James Van Riemsdyk broke his right hand, blocking a shot during the first period, immediately went to the locker room, and didn't return. The Flyers are back home tonight with a game against the Carolina Hurricanes. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. In college basketball, the Villanova Wildcats kept their chances alive for a piece of a sixth Big East Conference regular season title in seven years by putting number eight Seton Hall's title hopes on hold. Sadiq Bey scored 20 points, and the number 14 Wildcats prevented the Pirates from clinching the league title with a 79-77 win. The Wildcats finish out their regular season with a game at Georgetown on Saturday afternoon, and the Sixers continue their road trip through California with the game tonight in Sacramento against the Kings. The Sixers continue to struggle on the road and have lost both games on this trip to fall to sixth place in the East with a record of 37-25. and Tip-off is scheduled for 10 o'clock. And finally, sports, uh, Philadelphia sports knowledge was lacking for three contestants during Wednesday's night episode of Jeopardy, the category current sports nicknames. 
the question. Joel Embiid in 2019 won the trademark for this nickname of his that also describes the 76ers strategy of improving the team. Uh, a guy from Athens, Georgia said, what is a 180? The two other contestants uh, were both stumped. The correct answer, as any Philadelphian would know, is what is the process? Embiid has responded on Instagram. Trust the process. Uh, sorry. Uh, what, what is, is, trust, what is the trust the process? Yes. Embiid right. yes. has responded on Instagram saying, new year, new me. You can now call me Joel. Do a 180 Embiid. That's what I have for you this morning. Thanks, Kathy. You know, it, it's it's an honor to be included on a on a Jeopardy question, and yeah, cool. but it's bittersweet if the contestants don't get the answer correct. The, last, I mean? yeah. the last time was none of them, and, and all various too. I think it was even a championship game could identify Adam Schiff, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when you pop up and, and uh, who we had uh, AJ uh, Mashaka in here from the Goldbergs and schooled, and uh, she came up. No one could identify her, but she got the question. We had uh, Antonio Sanchez, a jazz drummer, very yeah. famous jazz drummer. He was included in one, and nobody got it right. Yeah. And, but, but you made it. You made uh, yeah, the cut. You made, it. You made the cut. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, anyway, uh, welcome this morning. Uh, I just want to let you guys know in the studio that I'm going to do my best to remain this close to the microphone as possible because, and, and my lips are right up against the microphone because I woke up this morning and I'll pull back so you can see I have a white head on my upper lip what? this morning. Oh my God. Beard. Oh, we can't see it. Can't see it. Yeah, I but can it see feels it. like it weighs, can, it. it weighs five pounds. I can oh, see man. it. I can it's see disgusting. it. Yeah, disgusting. No, you I do your Gary Lauer impression. I, I would have, I would have popped it, but it's not ready. It's not quite. Even though it's a white head, it's not quite ready for popping it. And I feel if I do tweak with it, it's just gonna turn it into you know like uh, a, a quato on my lip. You can't have a quato on your lip. I, I actually can see it, but but it's uh, and it's annoying when it's there because it constantly gets. Put your rubbed. glasses on, yeah. Kathy. I have my contacts in. All right. uh, yeah. So I, I started feeling it last night. My wife's like, it's probably a cold sore. And I'm like, no. no. It's, I, it's a zit brewing. I know it. And I woke up this morning, look in the mirror. I'm like, man, we got the cardboard classic coming up. Uh-huh. I'm going to be in public. I'm going to have this big white head on my lip. Fun time. You know what, though? Bar some of Kathy's lipstick. Yeah. Cover over. I should, yeah, probably. Concealer. <laughs> a little concealer. So anyway. Maybe at some point it'll explode oh, and you'll God. hear it on the microphone. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Kathy, it'll be like you've seen oh, an alien press in Kathy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a tender place to pop a zip, though. Yes, it, it is. is. I mean, it's it's already a mm-hmm. sensitive spot on your face, you know, uh, so. And it is in the triangle of um, doom. Yeah, yeah you're which right. We've, we've since learned is that there's an area on your face. It's basically a triangle yeah. where you're not supposed to pop zits because infections could get into your sinuses and all of that stuff. You're right, Steve. So right. maybe well, let it become a full quad. I'm going to ask it to leave. I'm going to sip on this really hot coffee and let it kind of fester a oh, little yeah. bit. Quarterize yeah. it. You know, maybe. You're going to hear that zit popping and maybe puking in the background. Maybe surface it and, and everything. Please so. don't kill me. Yeah, so anyhow. That's where I am today. Uh, that's how I've started my day. How's your day been? Uh, we do have some things going on uh, that we want to make you aware of as far as today's program goes. We have some guests uh, performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight will be Francis Ellis, and Francis is going to stop by. It's also going to be uh, performing Friday and Saturday. Uh, we also have everybody, Michael Klein from the Philadelphia Inquiry. He's a restaurant and food beat reporter, of course, and we've known Michael for ages. And uh, he's got a feature story we're going to talk about later on. Yep. Uh, and we have a couple of members from uh, PHL 
17's weekend filler show who are going to be stopping by because they're going to be doing some coverage of the Cardboard Classic. They will be there with their cameras, and they're going to get some pretty detailed uh, moments and uh, do a segment about it, which is really cool. It is cool. Awesome. We're, we're happy they wanted to be a part of it. And Monica uh, Cryan, who is their meteorologist, is going to stop by, so she's going to give us the latest on what we can expect weather-wise tomorrow in the Poconos. We've seen you know some of these forecasts, but she'll take an in-depth look at the, yeah. at the yeah. computer models and all that stuff, and we'll see whether this is snow or rain or what we've got going on. We have rain here locally, from what I understand, but it's, it's as I'm seeing now, maybe snow showers, which would be perfect. Especially, again, also, remember, by the time we get out it's early in the morning still. It'll be cold. It'll be its coolest of yeah. the day. Yeah. All right. Uh, so these things more taking place. Let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. You know what? Let me give away some of these uh, movie passes for uh, The Invisible Man. We have these run of engagement passes, which means as long as it's at a, uh, a Regal Theater, Monday through Thursday, you can go see it. Uh, so I'll take callers uh, 4 and 5 at 215-263-WMMR, and I will give you those movie passes. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, so please stay with us because we got the stupid question and some entertainment news stories to pass along to you. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So today we give away for the stupid question a four-pack of tickets for WWE Elimination Chamber, which is at the Wells Fargo Center for the first time ever this Sunday. The question that I have for you on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, the left hand... Actually, it's not the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What, what, are, you, what, what are you people doing? This is at the uh, the Grauman's Chinese Theater, which is no longer Grauman's Chinese Theater. Uh, who, is who it the Kodak Theater? I think it might be the Kodak yeah. Theater. Uh, but anyhow, where they put their hands in the in yes. this event. This is the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which goes in front of that. I digress. Yeah. The left hand print of which celebrity has six fingers? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Oh. Okay, let's see if you know the name. <laughs> uh, the left hand print of which celebrity has six fingers uh, in front of the theater? Call now, and we'll see if you can uh, get the answer correctly. I'll go through some birthdays. Today is Thursday, March 5th. And it's Pendulette's birthday today. Pendulette is uh, celebrating his 64th birthday. He's great. He is great. On so many levels. Yep. Uh, he is the tall, talkative one of Penn and Teller. One of our best interviews, I think, here. He came in and he was just riveting. Yep, he's great. And and I do, I like that show, uh, Fool Us. Uh, they, you know, they showcase some magicians. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, some, some people come and they really try to fool them. Others are just... Happy to be in front of Penn and Teller uh, doing their craft, you know. It's so cool when they when you do see the occasion. Doesn't happen often, but when they do get fooled, yeah. they themselves are thrilled. They love it by it. Like yeah. that is awesome. Uh, so Penn is sixty four. Uh, actor Dean Stockwell, yes, uh, who's been around for a long time and been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Quantum Leap was a show that was very successful. He was on. Uh, he's, also, he's in Dune. He's in Dune. Yep, he plays. Uh, oh man, Biff Tackleberry. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yui is his name. Yeah, and uh, Air Force One. 
Was he in Air Force One? Yeah, he's a real cartoon character in Air Force One. He he and Glenn Close kind of go back and forth. Uh, they're fighting for control of right. uh, if, if the president should happen to die. Yeah. yeah. He also has a wild uh, performance in the movie Blue Velvet. Oh, yeah. Very uh, uh, very weird. Yeah. Any David Lynch movie will give you uh, totally. latitude to go a little nuts. Uh, Dean is 83 today. Uh, actress Marsha Warfield... Who played oh. Roz, the bailiff, on Night Court. She's also a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she celebrates her uh, 65th birthday today. She seems to have been around forever. Right? She has, For yeah. I, I remember her on, you know, late-night comedy shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's funny because she was a big gal. and she, I, One of the first time I saw her, first thing she steps on stage, she's like... F skinny people. <laughs> I hate skinny people. And she, started she used to going. smoke on stage. Did you remember she that? Really? Yeah, years no. and years ago. Yeah. Wow. All right. She's sixty-five. Uh, Steve is Jake Lloyd's birthday. Oh today. my god! Oh, yeah. And to make everybody feel old, Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace is thirty years old wow. today. Now listen, I know it's wrong to say that I hated a kid, but I hated him as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just. And I don't, I don't know if I blame his him as much as as the way he was written and depicted in that first Phantom Menace in that film. But from what I understand, he's he's sort of had a troubled life. So mm. okay, g- give him a break. So he's thirty today. Uh, stunningly gorgeous Eva Mendez. Yes, uh, has her forty fifth birthday today. Has she, kind of walked away from acting. Yeah, she and uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have uh, a family together, and they're quite happy doing that. He continues, and she's mom. and she's happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, where she looks stunning is in the movie The Other Guys. Yeah, you know, I never saw it, and you told me. Yeah, yeah. she plays the super hot wife of Will Ferrell. And Mark Wahlberg cannot understand how they are paired together, yeah. especially because he acts like she's the ball and chain. Like, well, please stop <laughs> annoying us. Uh, she's great in a bunch of movies. Uh, her first appearance was in Training Day. Oh, my she God. She only had a couple right, yeah. of lines, but she's the, the girlfriend of Denzel in that. And uh, she's great in uh, Stuck Together. Yes. Uh, she, so stuck 40, on You? Uh, stuck On You. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, thank you. She's uh, 45. Uh, Eddie Grant, this guy. Electric Avenue, and then we'll see some midgets. Do you remember that song, Chris? Yes, yes, Midget Avenue is what we called it when we were looking for Midget Town. <laughs> but Eddie Grant was one of the early MTV music videos, this song, Electric Avenue, and it played like crazy. It seemed like four times an hour. Yeah, and, and it was a huge hit, and it's still... It's still a good song. I Was like there it. any follow-up hit? Not I'm, that I know. I don't, nothing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Uh, he's 71 years old today. Uh, actor Kevin Connolly yeah. uh, from Entourage and The Notebook, and he's just that, not that into you and a variety of things. I think he directed the uh, the Gotti movie with Travolta. Oh, really? Yeah, which is uh, was mm. not well received. Uh, so he is celebrating his 45th birthday today. Uh, then the last birthday uh, I saw oh. a guy who has uh, popped back into the uh, music news segments as of late and hasn't really been heard of until recently, but uh, John Frusciante. Oh, come on! <laughs> you know, from Entourage, yeah. he directed the Gotti movie with Travolta. <laughs> uh, no, so he is, uh, he is back with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Had, has had a, uh, a very difficult past. He was a big-time heroin addict. Uh, but that's not why he left the band this last time. He had kicked the habit quite a while ago, uh, but he had left for creative issues, and he wanted to do his own thing, and I think maybe touring kind of got to him, but he's ready to get back together, and 
They're currently uh, going to be working on some stuff uh, and um, having some new music out. And you know, I don't even think this is him playing guitar. Kate, I wasn't sure. I think this is um, Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you know what though? Uh, but I, you, Danny California. There you go. I got you. Man. All right. So anyway. you put forward the notion. I think it's probably an accurate one. A couple days ago, Preston that. He was part of the creative thrust of some of their best music. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible yeah. record, and he was a huge part of that. So to yeah. get him back in the fold is a good thing, obviously. Yeah. Preston, did you say he's been in three times now? Because he was kicked out once before, or he left once before, in no. 92. No, this is his second time from what I understand. I, no, I'm just reading right now. It says 88 to 92, and then he was out, and then back in 98 to 2009, huh. and now back in last year through uh, through today. You know, I guess you're right, because when I saw them the first time, which was in 1992 or three at Lollapalooza, and he had just left the band, and that was Blood Sugar Sex Magic was out, and and you know they they played, uh, and I forgot uh, maybe it was Klinghoffer who who took over twice uh, when he was both out. Yeah, but yeah, you're I guess you're right about that, Nick. Uh, he's a great guitar player, and he celebrates a milestone birthday today. He's 50 years old. There you go. Oh, happy birthday! All right, let's get an answer to the stupid question. Okay. Uh, in front of the Grauman's Chinese Theater or the Kodak Theater, whatever it is called now, uh, people put their handprints in the cement. You know, this is old Hollywood tradition. Uh, the left handprint of which celebrity has six fingers? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I will go to Ralph for the answer. Hey, Ralph. Hey, coo-coo-coo-choo. All right, Ralph. What celebrity had six fingers on their left hand? Mel Brooks. That's correct. Uh, Hang on, Ralph. And that's for real. No, 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 no. It was a he joke. He faked it. Okay. Yep. He wore a prosthetic six finger as a joke, which is so Mel Brooks. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so he did that just for fun. The Inquisition. Let's begin the Inquisition. He's so great. Look out, Sam. We have a mission to convert the Jews. So you got it right, uh, Jason, and we're going to set you up with a four-bag of tickets for the WWE Elimination Chamber, which has come to Philadelphia, the Wells Fargo Center, first time ever this Sunday, uh, 6.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale now via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Uh, in the chamber match, the winner receives Universal Championship match at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, in fact, Mel Brooks uses that very location at the end of Blazing Saddles Press. You're right. When uh, Hedley Lamar gets shot. How does he do those stunts <laughs> with such small feet? It's great. All right, so I have some stories. Let's get to them. Uh, Georgina Chapman moved to divorce Harvey Weinstein days after reports of his misconduct suffer uh, surfaced in October 2017. Now that the 67-year-old has been convicted of rape and assault, insiders tell people how Chapman feels about her ex and the father of her two children. A source tells people that to say that Harvey disgusts her is an understatement. I, I was, I've been thinking about this, and um, I you always want to show deference to the uh, to the to the wife in this situation. Has she ever described in any sort of detail what exactly drew her to him in the first place? No, I, I find it so hard to believe. Yeah. Ah, there you go, and that's what I'm thinking. Case you yeah. know. 
I don't know. And I don't know how long they were. Be- they've been married and what he looked like. You know, maybe he really looked like Christopher Reeve when they first met. Nick, see if you can pull up young Harvey Weinstein. Look photos. under jacked, too yeah. handsome for words. Well, I'm sorry. When? How long have they been together? I don't know. Not, uh, not that long. But uh, no, you not know. really. No, he was always skeevy looking. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, but he was powerful and had a lot of money. And, yeah. Sure. But, you know, women and men are both attracted to that. Yeah. Uh, shortly after the news of his conviction, dropped reports of uh, Chapman, who is 43, by the way, dating Adrian Brody emerged, which may have been a calculated move, some say. Uh, by the way, he's 67. She's 43, meaning her and, and Harvey Weinstein. There you go. So big, big. Another plus. Uh, it diverts her attention from the pain and embarrassment of her situation and subsequent split, the film industry source says. Now, Chapman has custody of their two children, who are six and nine years old, but she is concerned about how his conviction will affect their lives now and later. The source says uh, she didn't know about this side of him, and of course, it has devastated her. She worries about the children. Uh, Weinstein himself, meanwhile, is beefing up his considerable legal staff during his month-long trial. He had four layers, a jury selection expert, a crisis manager, and a spokesperson. And uh, he even had someone oversee his ankle monitor to make sure that it was functioning correctly. And, so you have an ankle guy. And now, Steve, there's more about the uh, um, uh, pr- uh, prison consultant uh, who apparently he has gotten in touch with and right. recruited. Uh, it's a guy named Craig Rothfeld. Uh, his firm, Inside Outside Limited, was uh, launched to help new inmates understand, quote, the journey toward life behind bars. Thank you for coming today. Uh, since yeah. since being <laughs> sentenced, Weinstein has been in the prison ward at Bellevue Hospital Center. Right now, Rothfield is working with Weinstein's lawyers to ensure he has access to medical care and being sentenced on March 11th. You know, you bring up the issue of the daughters. I wonder, when you move forward with this, especially if they plan to live in that community, she is a, a fashion designer and so on and so forth, do you go about trying to legally change their last names? That's a good because question. Because you know that's always going to be a question that's going to be asked. Yeah, Weinstein's pretty, it's going to stand right, out right. for sure. Uh, city officials have declined requests for details on why Weinstein is being housed in a hospital instead of a prison. Because he doesn't want to go to prison. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so let's see. Uh, Ronan Farrell, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist who is credited with helping reveal the scale of Harvey Weinstein's uh, predations on women. I read his book. It's great. Is accusing his publisher, Hatchet, of wildly unprofessional behavior. This is uh, We covered a little bit of this yesterday. It's uh, uh, they're, they're releasing Woody Allen's memoir. Which is, uh, it's it's sort of a slap in the face to Ronan Farrow. But his beef stems from its decision to not only work with Woody, but to conceal that information from him. Farrow's uh, Catch and Kill was released by Hatchet's Little Brown and Company last year to great acclaim. But at the same time, Hatchet was planning uh, the release of Alan's forthcoming memoir, Apropos of Nothing. Uh, Farrow wrote on Twitter, I was disappointed to learn through press reports that Hatchet, my publisher, acquired Woody Allen's memoir after other major publishers refused to do so and concealed the decision from me and its own employees while we were working on Catch and Kill, a book about how powerful men, including Woody Allen, avoid accountability for sexual abuse. He continued by saying Hatchet did not fact-check the Woody Allen book. My sister Dylan has never been contacted to respond to any uh, denial or mischaracterization of the abuse she suffered at the hands of Woody Allen, a credible allegation maintained for almost three decades, backed up by contemporaneous accounts of evidence. Uh, it's wildly unprofessional in multiple obvious directions for Hatchet to behave this way, he said. Mm. Uh, support on Twitter came in from fellow uh, followers and celebs and activists as well. 
Uh, so he's not happy about it. The, 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 the name of the book is Catch and Kill, the Ronan Farrow book. If you're people have asked what that title is, that's it. It's well worth reading. A lot of stuff. A lot of Harvey Weinstein stuff. Okay. Uh, William Shatner and his ex-wife Elizabeth are dividing up everything in their estate from dogs to land to ashes of exes to horse semen. Wow. Uh, TMZ oh. reports. Okay, yeah, because he... They, he loves it. He's a breeder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he loves <laughs> he horse semen. He love horse semen. I tell you, I love it in my cereal. Uh, Eliz- it's all thick and creamy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about waking up to horse cheese. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Elizabeth. What's this in your coffee cup? Elizabeth uh, gets two horses... William gets all the dogs, two horses, and all of the horse semen. He but gets every. Who gets the jig jill? He gets all of the horse semen and equipment. The horse uh, semen equipment. He gets all the dogs. Uh, he gets all the dogs. Yeah. Seems Semen. Horse semen in my big piping hot mug of coffee. Um, and uh, these are per the papers obtained by TMZ. Elizabeth gets... Yes, I'd like a bear claw and a coffee with <laughs> horse semen. <laughs> you don't have horse semen? You don't know how delicious it is in a cup of coffee? Uh, so she, Elizabeth, gets a Malibu and a Versailles, Kentucky home. By the way, in Kentucky, it's pronounced Versailles, not Versailles. Uh, plus her family farm in Indiana, while he gets a ranch and their studio city home. But I... Got the semen, correct? He gets all the semen. Their agreement also spelled out animal visitation rights uh, because they they don't have children. So Bessie, you know what I love to do? Uh, I love to drink horse semen through a crazy straw. <laughs> crazy straw? Through a crazy straw. It looks wild. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. Uh, one year after being diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek posted a video update for his fans. After noting that the one-year survival rate of patients is 18%, he went on to... Uh, say a few things. We have a couple of uh, clips of audio case. If you could pull okay. them up, real quick. He um he's got a cold or something, right? Yeah. He has a little bit okay. of a cold, and obviously that's something to watch when you're in a depleted state. But he is, you were all fans. He is a walking, talking miracle, and an an inspiration like I I haven't seen in a long while. It's amazing. Um, I I just love the fact that he's he's got a positive. Oh, my God. Delivery and outlook. So here we go. The one-year survival rate for stage four pancreatic cancer patients is 18%. I'm very happy to report I have just reached that marker. Now, I'd be lying if I said the journey had been an easy one. There were some good days, but a lot of not-so-good days. I joked with friends that the cancer won't kill me. The chemo treatments will. Yeah, and he uh, continues on. Next clip case. Here we go. There were moments of great pain and sudden massive attacks of great depression that made me wonder if it really was worth fighting on. But I brushed that aside quickly because that would have been a massive betrayal, a betrayal of my wife and soulmate, Jean. It would have been a betrayal of other cancer patients who have looked to me as an inspiration and a a cheerleader of sorts of the value of living and hope. And it would certainly have been a betrayal of my faith in God and the millions of prayers that have been said on my behalf. He says it so smartly and so eloquently. He's just amazing. I think he always talks like that, like even in just regular conversations. I've seen him interviewed. His eloquence is unbelievable. And his uh, possession of his thoughts is amazing. But I tell you what. 
um, you know, for him to conduct, you, if you watch Jeopardy, you would scarcely notice a beat skipped. I mean, he is on his game, and it's the Alex Trebek we've loved all along. Unbelievable. Is it too much to ask him to join the presidential election race? <laughs> because Well, he's Canadian. There was oh, yeah, ah. there's that. So we're right, then he can become prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's a third clip. Here we go. You know, my oncologist tried to cheer me up the other day. He said, Alex, even though the two-year survival rate is only 7%, he was certain that one year from now, the two of us would be sitting in his office celebrating my second anniversary of survival. And you know something? If we take it just one day at a time with a positive attitude, anything is possible. I love that, And man. the fact that he does that for, for fans, where the... the the people he know that he knows are concerned. They they, they did a uh, documentary about him and about the preparation for the show in light of everything that's going on, Preston. Mm-hmm. And uh, before he sits around with the writers, a lot of, he'll a lot of times he'll pull out some letters that people have sent him, and he he kind of uses that to read to the writers to say, "This is why we're doing this." Yeah. That people, you know, this is what they enjoy. This is what this is all about. It's amazing. Hoping for the best for him. Uh, Frankie Munez. Haven't heard that name in a while. Um, He's getting, in the middle. He's getting real about his uh, second wedding to Paige Price. Well, it's his, I guess, his first wedding to her, uh, but it's his oh. second. It's his second wedding. Anyhow, on uh, February twenty first, um, it was not. He tells uh, People Magazine without drama. He said Paige had decided she wanted dry florals for the decor, and we also had candles lining the walkway. I would have gone with. Succulents. <laughs> of course. Uh, Munez explains they looked incredible, but right as the efficient started, some of the flowers were knocked into a candle and literally 10 foot flames went oh up. Oh my God. <laughs> he said everyone was screaming. Uh, the pair had eloped in October, he says. It was just uh, five of us there. Uh, we hiked up Camelback Mountain at sunset and uh, just got married. But, so that was the second wedding, right? They, but, they, yeah. Yeah, but we still wanted oh. to have a, a wedding, and we planned on it being pretty small so we could have it at our house. So, yeah, it was the second <laughs> ceremony they had. I've married my wife twice. We did the uh, the civil ceremony and then the uh, actual church ceremony uh, a couple months later. He said timing was perfect, but then uh, 10 days before we realized there is no way we can have it here. We waited a year and a half uh, for our house to be built. No way I'm having the floor scratched, he said. So, yeah, they had a nice thing other than the fire that took place. I'm reading about his uh, his health, which apparently seems to be okay nowadays. But uh, in 2017, he revealed that he had significant memory loss. He forgot that he starred in Malcolm in the Middle. He has no recollection. I, I remember that, Nick. In fact, he, he thought he was on the left side, he, that he was not even in the middle. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm on the side. Yeah, Malcolm. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, he he had, uh, like, uh, cluster strokes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Transient is attack. I don't know what ischemic means, but uh, that's what he had. Wow. They're the creatures that live way down, uh, the kind of uh, uh, insect-looking creatures in Aquaman. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam Sandler is set to receive the ASCAP Founders Award at the 37th Annual 2020 Pop Music Awards, which celebrates writers and publishers. Oh, cool. Uh, The ceremony will take place on uh, April 28th in L.A., Uh, The ASCAP Founders Award is presented to songwriters and composers who have made pioneering contributions to music by inspiring and influencing their fellow music creators. Love to eat turkey. (laughs) Is that one of his... his, his Yeah, that's it. Turkey, 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 do. (laughs) That song is so insanely stupid. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, How yeah. much has he made on yeah, you just love that? It. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's, that was his whole thing at that time. You know, that, oh, I know. <laughs> but the part, the part that I can't stand of that song is uh, uh, "Gabo Gabo Goo" and "Gabo Gabo Giko." That part, that's. I wish took you only cost a nickel. <laughs> oh my God! The whole song. A five year old, right? And that's that. the whole thing. That was his whole <laughs> deal, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, an empire was built. Oh my God! Yes. How much song? How much music did that make? The Hanukkah song. How much money? If you write a holiday song <laughs> that takes off, you have got guaranteed checks every year coming to you. Uh, yeah, guaranteed. It's... And because you can go diggle, diggle, diggle. Because yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because of uh, you know uh, programming changes at that time of year for for music stations. And they're going to put it in no matter what because they need to fill that time with holiday music and mm. you're going to get your residual. And every format will do every it. Every year. Every format will pop exactly. in those standards. So, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busting on it. it a little bit, but it's genius, actually. Yeah. So. Was he the original like, a, a goofball guy on remote control? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. There was Colin Quinn. There was Adam Sandler. There was... Curry Werner. Ken Ober, right? Yeah, he was Actually, Marisol was the first uh, female on there, oh, a girl named okay. Marisol. But yeah, Ken Ober was the host. But yeah, he was He was one of those handful of comedians that would come by and have a moment on remote and control. And Craig Legans, did he not win an episode of, of remote control? I believe he did. Mm, no, it was Dr. Bill. No, Dr. Bill lost. Craig Legon's won. Oh, okay. I may be wrong. All right, so anyway, uh, Sandler, whose music is, this is according to a statement, the organization Sandler, whose music has always been a huge part of his stand-up career, follows a long line of honorees, including Stevie Wonder, Tom Petty, and Dr. Dre. ASCAP cited uh, from Opera Man to the Hanukkah song <laughs> to Grow Old With You as highlights of his comedic musical hits. So, I'll tell you what's a beautiful song. It's a song he wrote for Farley, for Chris Farley. Oh, man, it was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, you get choked up watching Absolutely. him perform that. Uh, let's see here. Brett Gelman has been promoted to series regular on Netflix's Stranger Things Season 4. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, he plays the journalist-turned-conspiracy theorist, Murray Bauman. And he's ah. in um, Fleabag as well. He is, He's a yes. great jerk in Fleabag. He's yeah. also in uh, that oh, yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger parody series that uh, um, Chris Elliott did. He's okay. Very, yeah, he can be very funny. Oh, and Steve, he's in The Other Guys. And, uh, Nick just pulled up his IMDb. You were talking about that. There you go. Yeah, this, yeah, so yeah, it comes yeah. full circle, so... Yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be a regular in the next season. I'm so I'm happy they're continuing on, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm glad, sir. You know, not to give too much away. You can look at the trailer and, and know what's going to happen. But that what we had hoped would happen at the end of last season, Hopper's going to be in it. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. And uh, I mean, I'm just. It's it, every season has been great, and last season was such a loving tribute to '80s type movies. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, it was great. Totally, it was perfect. And uh, Hopper, the actor, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Paul Rubens. No, it's not, <laughs> not Paul Rubens. Come on, we had him in the studio. I know. And David Harbour. David, David Harbour. What a wonderful guy. Yeah. What a super, I, you just hope he would be like that kind of guy. Yeah. He was just talking about starting to film a Marvel movie at that time, you remember? Mm-hmm. And now it's coming out this summer. Yep, he is uh, he was a super nice guy. We really enjoyed our time with him. Alright, um, a movie that's doing really well, The Invisible Man. Uh, the star of the film, uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen, talked to the Hollywood Reporter about the particulars of shooting the film's character, The Invisible Man, mostly off screen. 
Now, Elizabeth uh, Moss, she's the main star as well, is in the uh, the horror reboot. And he said, it's quite funny because you rarely see Adrian. That's the character he plays. But Elizabeth and I definitely felt it was important that I be there. So I was on the set an awful lot because he's invisible. He didn't need to be in the right, movie right. a lot. But, but for her to feel his presence, yeah. he felt it would help her with the performance. He said, and I just think it helped her. Uh, she's a phenomenal actor, but we just sort of felt that if we're going to do this, let's do this properly. So I was there. Sometimes in a green suit, he said, which is the most embarrassing thing you can ever wear. Uh, I definitely wanted it to aid in making the terror that Cecilia experienced as real as possible. Uh, he can also be seen soon in The Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, the much-anticipated follow-up to Mike Flanagan's Netflix anthology series, The Haunting of Hill House. So he will be in that as well. So that's an anthology series. I guess so. Interesting. Did you watch? Well, it's not no. your cup of tea. You don't like the horror stuff. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. it. Well, then so. you don't watch it. <laughs> All right, and then uh, one last story. Let's talk about Fran Drescher. Uh, here's a little. She was in, had an interview recently, and uh, she rose to fame playing the nanny, of course. But in real life, she feels like she missed out on having kids herself. The 62-year-old tells the cut, I think I would have been a good mom, and sometimes I think I kind of missed out on that. Uh, she opted to get a hysterectomy after being diagnosed with uterine cancer in 2000. You can understand that, yeah. But she was 42 at the time, so. Oh, okay. She'd, she'd, she'd also had the sexual assault. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah, she was she'd raped. raped yeah. and, and in front of her husband at the time. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, she also shares her genuine appreciation for her fame. She says, I have the good fortune of being recognizable for people to roll out the red carpet for me. Uh, wherever I go in the world is such heaven. Uh, sometimes people say, I don't like Paris. They're not nice to me. And it's like, really? I'm like Jerry Lewis there. (laughs) Uh, Drescher also accepts uh, who she is with refreshing vigor. She said, I was never going to have Meryl Streep's character, or I'm sorry, career. I was going to have Fran Drescher's career. And that's what I did. On her iconic role in The Nanny, she said it was being too much, being loud, being different. It was a lot of things that I hadn't seen before. The other thing about her is uh, on the nanny, her her character was so annoyingly over the top. Yeah, but she's actually she she overshadowed the fact she's really a very beautiful woman and she, can pull off sexy in a big way. She is. Yeah, uh, but, but she turned on that really annoying side. <laughs> you know, she's very sexy in the uh, Doctor Detroit of old movies. That's right. She's yeah. one of the prostitutes. She's one right? of the hookers. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's do clips. Okay. All right. A band of Nazi hunters in 1977 New York City discover Nazi war criminals are conspiring to create a Fourth Reich in Hunters. In this clip, co-star Logan Lerman discusses the strong Jewish representation in the series. This is an interesting show to come out at this time. You know, it's just such a authentically Jewish show with uh, so much in it. I was curious when making it, how it would resonate with audiences. Being a Jewish person, I was like, this is like, it's very Jewish. I call my family, I tell them, like, we're speaking Yiddish in the series, and it's culturally so on point. I was like, curious how people would respond to it. Really? Yeah. Hunters is streaming now, and that's on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, that guy in the studio a decade ago. Did we for what? Yeah, for uh, Percy Jackson. No kidding. Uh, yeah, he's, he was Percy Jackson, and wow. for that first movie, he came in to promote it. Oh, there he is working with Pacino. How about that? You remember that, Kev? No. All right, next clip. <laughs> Wait, there we, we go. An ex- extraordinary. A washed-up rock star makes a pact with the devil to reignite his career. 
Uh, while Will Forte won't admit that he based the character off anyone in particular, in this clip he reveals who the Irish directors of the movie had in mind. Here we go. I read the script and it made a lot of sense what they were looking for. They did point me in the direction of Christopher. <laughs> And I definitely watched Christa Berg, but knowing my lines, knowing the script, and then just knowing how, mm-hmm. how kind of nuts they wanted me to be. Uh, but Christa Berg definitely was mentioned. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> yeah! Christa wow, Berg. Christa Berg. <laughs> Man. What was that other song? Don't pay the ferry- don't pay the ferryman. It was we were talking about Electric Avenue st- earlier, Steve, because it was Eddie Grant's birthday. Don't pay the ferryman was another one of those early MTV songs, and the video ran constantly. It was a guy. It was a ferryman. It was a guy like a, a Moody, lots of fog machines, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, the hooded robes yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that whole thing. And Christopher, you know, <laughs> he almost looked like he was from you know Night Gallery or, right, yeah, or, yeah. or something like that, or uh, you know Dark Shadows, but. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's who they're basing this character off of. Extraordinary will hit theaters this Friday, by the way. And there you go. That's what I have. In the entertainment report for you, we have some guests on the program. We're going to have uh, Francis Ellis, comedian, is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, Friday, Saturday. Our buddy Michael Klein from The Inquirer is stopping by. We also have some friends from PHL 17 who will be here and are going to be covering the Cardboard Classic tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have cameras all over the place and... We also are we're going to talk to their meteorologist, Monica, who's going to be here, and we'll get the, the rundown on what we can expect yeah. at Jack Frost. But that is tomorrow, folks. We're headed up tonight to get ready for that, and I'll bet a lot of people are headed up tonight as uh, people were texting us six months ago yeah. about when the Cardboard Classic was one of, is going to be so they could book their stay overnight and get for the whole weekend, actually, because yes, yeah. that's what people usually do is make a weekend out of it. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see how things play out tomorrow as well. And, and we have special guests. Kreischer's still on? They're still on, man. Bert Kreischer is going to be there with us. <laughs> I saw a video, Casey, that you posted yesterday on your Instagram stories mm-hmm. of him <laughs> at a store gathering cardboard. He thinks he's going to be able to build a sled by tomorrow. Okay. And uh, and I it, hope that, that it's hilarious. I hope that the cart of cardboard was like just the like first batch. I know. Yeah, he not only does he think he's gonna, he thinks he's gonna win this thing. Okay, it's fine, good. And I you showed him videos of the event. He yeah. knows the scope of which we are talking about. Yep. Uh, uh, but God bless him. That's I love him. awesome. I, I love wait. him. Isn't he great? Sure. He's your godfather for crying I, out I'm loud. My, my goddad. Love him. Yeah. I mean, just to put it into perspective, at eight twenty last night, he texts me and says, "Great." So it's just cardboard and tape, correct? <laughs> and I go, uh, yeah, glue, string, paint, you know, no nails or screws. And then he says, but just cardboard, right? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. Cardboard, cardboard boxes, it's, cardboard it's piping. Yeah. Never put anything past Mark Kreischer. Whatever he comes up with will be interesting. Be but awesome. I, I think he's going to, I'll be surprised if he doesn't end up going down the, uh, the slope there and, uh, 20 or 30 different uh, sleds. I'm looking at a video that he posted on his Instagram stories of his tour bus. Yeah. So he's in a bus. Yeah. Not only is he in a, in a bus, it's got like a huge picture of his face on the side of it. <laughs> so that bus will be. Is he coming in that bus? That's what I'm trying to find out right now because we have to get parking for yeah. him if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to figure that out too. So, uh, but, but anyhow, uh, he's going to be there. Some other friends are going to be joining us as well, which we're very much excited about. This may be our most 
most star-studded cardboard classic we've ever had. Well, it's the 15th, right? It is. So there's an anniversary yeah. there of sorts. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're stoked that uh, the Bert's going to be there, and he'll be happy to meet you as well, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Make sure you stay with us. Cardboard Classic 2020. Oh my god, it's got smoke coming out the back of it! Presented by Pacifico Beer. Live life anchors up. People falling on top of each other. Complete pandemonium! Come join the party this Friday at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. It's a spectacle on the snow where everyone has a blast. Be part of the Tubing Hill Gallery and witness the amazing cardboard creations, thrilling runs, and epic fails in person. It is Plus, hit the slopes on the cheap with the MMR VIP lift ticket special. Just 20 bucks. Available until noon on Wednesday, but only while supplies last. Details at WMMR.com. Make plans now for Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2020 at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, I wanted to bring this up, and I want to see if we get a response from this or not. I don't know if we will, but uh, we'll try this, meaning uh, phone calls of people to share stories. Uh, because, you know, there was a, a tornado in um, Nashville the other day. I didn't think like 24 people were killed. I think yeah. that was the last number I saw. Horrible. Devastating. Terrible. And there was a video of a guy who was working at the time when this came through he was in a 325-foot-tall tower crane. He was working in this thing. And, you know, you're in that little cab up there. Yeah. And uh, there was apparently, there was nothing he could do at this point. He had to stay where he was. The storm's on him, basically. And, yeah, and it would just, you know, that thing would come down, like, yeah. easily if yeah. a tornado got to it. And he sees the the the, the, the activity in the, in the distance and uh, he starts filming, and I've got the audio of it here. And, of course, he, within that, um, tells the people that he loves, he loves them, just in case. So I wanted to play this real quick. Here we go. Carla, Carla, there's a real, there's a real tornado right there. They, oh, my God. If something happens, I love, make sure everybody knows I love them, Carla. This is no joke. There's a real tornado right there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He starts seeing stuff, you know, yeah, being yeah. ripped up and destroyed, all this lightning and stuff. So he's telling Carla, whoever, his wife, I don't know who that is, to make sure everybody knows that I love them. And I was oh curious God, if anybody so listening has ever had that moment where they thought, all right, this this might be it, and have started to document things that need to be passed along to loved ones just in case. I'm certain that it it gives you quite a bit of perspective if you have to go through something like that. One of the things I think about, Steve, was um, I think it was in Pennsylvania where these miners were trapped. Yes. And uh, they they were certain they were going to die. So they all wrote down notes to be found in, in what they felt was eventually recovery. Now, they were rescued and everything, but they agreed that they would... Uh, no one would ever see those letters that they wrote. That it was secret between them, or something along those lines. Right. I remember a follow up to some, that. Yeah, there was some some aspect of it that was like that. But uh, yeah, and I think also because we're almost always with a recording device, we have our yeah. phones, and our phones yes. provide more than than simply just writing down paper you know, on a uh, on a piece of paper. Uh, it's been you know, and in fact, that's been chronicled. Uh, you know, we always key off movies because it's a reference point. But in the movie um, of uh, was it Flight with the uh, 
Denzel, Denzel Washington. Washington. Yeah. And he's the captain, and they're in a real crisis situation. He, he has the uh, yeah. the, uh, uh, the the stewardess come in and say. On the radio. Yeah, on, on the black box the, reporter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to S- say. Say what you want to say to your. Oh, to, my yeah. God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. And I'll bet you a lot of times that's happened on airplanes. Sure. A lot of times that people will start recording. Well, Flight 93. Yeah, I mean, of course. They, you know, that day, those yeah. people knew that something was coming. But when you hear those phone calls to this day, it's oh just God. chilling and haunting. And for the most part, it's it's just people, um, and they know that they have to take action. But they also are just conveying messages of love. Yeah. I, I wonder, <laughs> Nick, in that element, too, once you've been pushed to that point where you do that do you then from that forward point forward in your life is there a little extra embracing and a little more effort to make the time to say those things i would hope so do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i would, I would have so. to imagine clarity that's a real reset yep. when i was 16 years old i was out on a uh, deep sea fishing trip and it was just a, it was just a, a charter trip right so it was just a small group it wasn't like a big boat or anything like that and we got stuck in a squall and you know so it was a sunny beautiful blue sky day and then out of nowhere uh, the just sea just started tossing us all over the place, and I could have sworn we were going to die. At the time, we didn't have you know, cell phones weren't a thing. We right. didn't have. I mean, but I could have sworn it was so violent, and and the boat that we were on was so tiny. And then the idiot captain, who by the way saved us, uh, said to us, "You know, I saw earlier there was a uh, there was a, a tugboat out here, you know, carrying yeah. a barge with a thousand foot cord." He goes, "I don't see it anymore, and uh, if we hit that cord, we're done for." And I so go, he thought that might comfort you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. thank you. I am a child right now, yeah. and um, we're done for. Did we're you, done for. And did you say it? Did you? Did you? you know, I, I did just, the captain go? By the way, I'm gay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I just. Oh um, it was the only time in my life that I ever thought, okay, this I'm going to die, and and I mean, re- really, really thought I was going to die, and as quickly as the storm came, it went away. Steve, uh, the, the I'm gay line. Uh, the, almost, almost famous. Almost famous. Yep. Almost it's, famous. it's one of the best. It, Everybody starts airing their dirty laundry and confessing to everything. <laughs> and the last one to say something, that drummer, who hasn't say, who doesn't say one word yeah. in the entire movie, is just like, uh-huh. F it, I'm gay! <laughs> Ten seconds later, the flight stabilizes. <laughs> it's all smooth. And they sh- everybody's excited. They show a close-up of him. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> have you yourself been close to? I know you haven't done a record thing like this, but you no, know, I, I, I have been on flights that have had really nasty turbulence on approach. Usually, turbulence yeah. when they're when they're high up. I'm like, hey, look, it's we're going to be fine. But when we're coming into land and we're bouncing all over the place, yeah. particularly in Denver, it always happens in Denver, uh, where I'm like, like gripping the seat a little extra tight and thinking about stuff. But I've never had to say anything or record anything or write anything down. They should provide a service. Remember like in the 80s or like for, for answering machines, they'd have funny little answering machine things. <laughs> yeah. Like just you could get an app so when yeah. you believe you're in one of those situations, you have to, you know, like um, you're, you're, you're sure a situation is going to come up and so Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> playing in the background. I was on a plane where the pilot missed the runway. That was kind no. of scary. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, but and, you wouldn't and, you wouldn't have had time to get on and say, "Hey." No, I, I mean, no, I don't. I don't yeah. think so. But I mean, he came on and was like, hey, "Oops, sorry about that." Oopsie uh, daisy. Missed, yeah, miss overshot the runway. We were like, "Oh, okay." And I guess you know, at the time, I thought, "Oh, well, this is it. This guy yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. We're going to die." But <laughs> to them, it was no big deal. Yeah, yeah, we guess what I get to do. <laughs> yeah, do it again. <laughs> hey, like with, it was no big deal. With this crane <laughs> operator, um, you know, if you make a video like that. Uh, uh, would you guys, and he posted it, he put it up on Facebook, you know, after the fact, after he was safe and after he was okay. Would you make that public? I don't know. 
I don't know. Depends on what I say. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't get too deep into you know listing people and going really long about it. He's mainly posting his reaction to uh, uh, the storm. To the storm right. and saying, "Just and tell that, everybody I love them." It's sort um, of an, sort of not, so, not, not that it's an afterthought, but it's a thought that occurs to him. So it, it didn't start off as "I'm going to die." And there've been there've been those you pointed out oh, ninety three, yeah. which is where. Uh, Flight 93, where that was clearly, you know, this is it. I know this is my my, my last time to talk to you or to get my message across. Yeah, I, I probably would, Nick, if it wasn't overly personal, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think it, I would, too. I mean, it, it, I think you're sharing a, a, a sentiment that other people can sympathize with. Yeah. Uh, let me go Let me go to some calls. I know this is it can be a little bit heavy, but, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm curious if people who had to, who felt that they needed to, Get that information recorded. It seemed that dire. It seemed like it, and and also the follow up. If if you did do that, did you did you play that for those people or show right. it to them anyway, or make sure that you did say these things in hindsight? Uh, I'm going to go to Laura. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Sorry hey. to bother you at work. No, nah, it's all right. What's up, Laura? Um, so this isn't exactly um, like a crisis situation, but my mother-in-law passed away about. Two and a half years ago, um, she wound up passing away from the flu, which was a total fluke, crazy thing. Hmm. Um, She wasn't, like, ill leading up to it. Um, But she always had this inkling that um, she was going to die. Like, And we kept saying, oh, stop, 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 you're fine. Um, But she left us a box full of notes, like, important documents, where to find everything, what she wants after she passes. Passwords to everything. And this Jeez. was this is how long before she she was sick and and died that she left this information. Like over a year. Okay. Okay. Well, that's 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 a bit far. I mean, that that makes sense, especially if you're, you know, you're you're. you're sick. Yeah, <laughs> but adding to it. No, I I understand that. Yeah. How it, how old? I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, Steve, how old was she, Laura? Uh, she was six. She was only sixty-eight. But uh, I know a lot of people are very um, comprehensive when it comes to this, uh, Laura, and they they, and it's honestly it's it's a smart thing. It's it's almost a gift to do that, to leave all that information, the codes and all that stuff, because the uh, nightmare of piecing that together after someone passes Mm -hmm. and you have no idea can be just uh, that becomes a full time occupation. Mm hmm. Yeah, I actually, because uh, we had to deal with all of that, I actually have been telling people, trying to spread the word, like, to follow her lead and do it in advance. We thought she was crazy um, because she wasn't sick and she, you know, but she just um, kept planning for it. So I told my mom to do the same thing. I told my husband to do the same thing. Hey, Laura, the the first note that she left, did it it start off with, I told you guys I was going (laughs) to (laughs) die? No, but it was, it's... It was really kind of sad. It said, if you are reading this, this means I have passed. At any point, did you push a button and a bookcase open up and you realized she was Batman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, Thanks, honestly, Laura. that's if you stop and think about it, that's a gift you give to your family. Well, that's see, a gift of preparation. We were just talking the other day about the movie Glory. Remember before they they, uh, yes. they stormed the fort, he hands the, the note to the, uh, to the reporter and says... If something happens, give this to my family. Yes. Um, so I wonder if people do that. Even even if you don't feel that there is a uh, an, an imminent threat, uh, do you have something written down that someone can find uh, just in case? This text speaks to that, uh, Preston, and I'd never 
heard of this before, but I, I, I'm impressed by it. Okay, it says, uh, wrote letters to all my family before I was deployed to Afghanistan. Sealed them, left them with my brother. Thankfully, they never needed to be opened, and I immediately burned them when I came home. To this day, uh, that brother is the only person who knows that they ever existed. That's amazing. Mm, interesting. Um, you know what? Most of us don't like to think of stuff like that. Right. So we, we, we sort of run from that. It's I think not a, it, it's not a bad idea, though, to, to just have something somewhere amongst your personal items that uh, that just spells it all out. You why know? not just say it before? I mean, just why not live your life so you don't have to write letters? Because sometimes that's easier said than done, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. or, or it might be a family secret. Or, or you're in A family that, secret, that, I understand. That they don't feel comfortable right. Speaking about, yeah, you know, uh, not for, not just not just I love you. Grandpa was be... an Elvis impersonator, right? <laughs> right. Or say he's a race car driver and uh, he yeah, has yeah, a yeah, family all around the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so, so more so than just dearest yeah. Kathy, you're your own sister. <laughs> <laughs> what? More so than just sharing your 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 uh, feelings. Uh, maybe there's something that someone needs to know that there's a hidden item or there's this family secret or something. I like don't that. like raisins and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I said it this whole time. <laughs> Marissa? We had a listener who um, couldn't hang on too long, but she said that she set up an email address and she frequently writes emails to her kids just in case something does happen. So she has young kids, so little things like that, a history about the family or something she wants to share with them that they can have forever. God forbid if something does happen, it's there electronically. That's uh, that's pretty wild. I, I think I know a lot of people would consider that sort of living in a you're constantly, you know, you're you're dealing with that part of our existence, and a lot of people just don't want to you know deal with that. However, if it is ever used. You know, when it's used, when it's read, I'm sure it'll provide comfort for the people who sure. are reading it. I mean, I don't like to dwell on things like that, but taking a moment to uh, to put some stuff down and set it aside, you can do that and rest assured that's there. You know what I mean? I think the thing to do is to make um uh, make send loving TikTok videos to the people. <laughs> it's probably where you do idea. like a dance. You know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they'd appreciate they'd it. They'd love that. Yeah. Uh, let me hang on. I don't understand this. Let me go to Anna. Hi, Anna. Good morning. Hi, good morning, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you for calling in, Anna. What's up? So I was working in um, Manhattan about 12 years ago, the southernmost tip, on the 49th floor of a 50-story building. And we're all just sitting there, and uh, one of the traders, so each floor had, like, emergency person, and one of the traders came around the floor, and he just said, grab your things and run. And we all kind of looked at each other, and we were like, what? And he said, run, there's a plane. So... We dropped our things. Everyone's just starting to evacuate. They shut down the elevators. So everyone's starting to run down 49 flights of stairs. Um, and was, like, kicking our shoes off because, you know, we have heels on. Right. Everyone's like, take your shoes off. And you're motivating the person in front of you. We're like, you can do this. You can do this. So wow. I pulled my cell phone out and texted my sister. And all I could get out because I was trying to run and text at the same time was, pray for me, plain which probably was, in hindsight, not really fair to her. It sent her into a bit of a tailspin. Um, and that's all I could get out. And then we got stuck at the 10th floor, and I was just standing there. And, you know, it's the first time in my life that what went through my mind was, okay, if the plane hits, at what floor do I think I could survive? And, wow. um, and so we got stuck. So we're all getting a little bit claustrophobic because there were so many people evacuating. So we get outside. There's thousands of people in the streets of Manhattan. And I call my mother, who is in hysterics, and she, all she keeps saying is, 
it's Air Force One. It was a flyover. It's Air Force One. So apparently Air Force One did not tell the city that they were doing a picture flyover um, to get photos taken, and they didn't tell anyone. So all of southern Manhattan completely evacuated. So we kind of just sat on... I sat on the side of the street and cried a little bit and called my family. Sweet and- so people, God. So, so, so people were just seeing this aircraft close to the city and yeah. thought that we've got another terrorist attack coming. Yep, exactly. Wow. When it was just a photo op. <sighs> well, I'm sure you had a good laugh. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, within 30 minutes, bro, my boss was like, all right, you can come back in. Let's go back to work. Um, wow. So pray, pray for me plain, right? Is that what you wrote yep. or something? All right. Yep, exactly. Interesting. All right, thank you. By the way, we pulled up the Wikipedia page concerning that particular incident, uh, and it was April 27, 2009. Wow. That's wild. Had no idea. Never I do remember it. Wow, okay. You see the uh, the Air Force One is making duck lips? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 <laughs> to get yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. a good <laughs> selfie, of course. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Jenny. Hey, Jenny, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Jenny? Um, so back when I was in high school, I kind of got in trouble for drinking, got my flip phone taken away, grounded, that sort of thing. Yeah. And went to high school one day and there was a shooting and I'm, you know, hiding out in a, in a room with no phone. And I'm thinking like, I'm going to die. I'm going to get shot. What did this have to do with you drinking uh, and getting kicked out of school? She didn't have a phone on her. No, no, no. I got my phone taken away. Oh, sorry. I got in trouble. I got grounded. I smoke meth, but uh, that's another story. Jenny, what school was it? Was it in the area? Yeah, it was in Montgomery County. I didn't really want to tell them what the name was. Just, I don't know. It was years and years ago, but um, it's a little sensitive, I guess. All right. Um, but anyway, so I didn't have my cell phone at school because I had gotten it taken away. And on and one day, the, the shooting occurred, and I'm sitting in this room hiding, thinking I'm going to get shot, honestly. And I don't have my phone to call my family. So I know it's, like, a little unrelated to your scenario, but that feeling of not having communication, like, not even to be able to send a text or, yeah. you know, call, that was, like, the worst feeling you want to be like, oh, I hope my family knows and you can't say anything. So I got my phone back after that incident, but it was horrible. And that feeling, not being able to call anybody or send a text. to tell I, I have to imagine phone. you're sitting there going, oh, my God, how's Lost going to end? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, but yeah, that, right. that frustration of you, you at that moment, you want to tell people, you want to say these things and let them know and you don't have the mechanism to do it. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, here's a text that says, first and only time I ever ate edibles, I was so messed up, I wrote a note to my family in case I wasn't alive oh the next God. morning. God, I hope you still have that note. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. It's like, uh, yeah. Seahorses. Yeah, seahorses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, uh... Yeah. <laughs> seahorse captain. Yeah, captain, yeah. Little banks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I would love to see what was, uh, what was written on that. You're so high, you think you're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let me see. What else are you looking for that case? Here? I got it. Was the seahorse captain? Was seahorse seashell party? Who didn't invite me? Why didn't I get invited? Seahorse sea hell? What is this? Get real. I'm in love with seahorses. <laughs> 
Uh, let me go to James, who's a truck driver. Hey, James, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Darker, darker, darker. Darker, darker, darker. What's up, dude? So I was on 80 earlier this year, and it was snowing, and it went to whiteout conditions within, like, momentary. I was talking to my fiance on the phone, and it ended up resulting in a, like, 35-truck pileup and, like, 40 passengers. Was that in March of last year, by the way? Yeah, that was at the cardboard day of the cardboard classic. Involved, I never hit anything. I was never hit by another. It was team. the same one. It was the same, same one. one. Yeah. God Almighty! Yeah. Okay. God Almighty! I was stuck for hours. Yeah, I tell me about it. Scared. <laughs> Wait, last year or two years ago? It was two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Two years that, wasn't, was... that wasn't on eighty. That was also on four seventy six. Yeah, but, but eighty runs through <laughs> that area. And no, eighty got... was closed. They were all closed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, go ahead, James. It happens more than you would think, actually. But, okay, yeah, no funny. doubt. Um, but, yeah, I was talking to my fiance, and I just remember thinking, I genuinely don't know what to do. And I'm a volunteer fire chief outside of work in the truck, and I just kept hearing cars smash Jeez. for, like, 40 minutes until they could close the highway. And we just had no idea. You could barely see anything. Yeah. It was the most eerie feeling I've ever had in my life. It, like, it, I and, don't know what to do. And so did you? did you start to... You know, leave some information for people, or you know, send a uh, make a video or a text or something like that. I was about actually on the phone the whole time with my fiance, and she listened to it in the background, which I kind of somewhat regret. I don't wish she heard everything because it really scared her. Did you? Did you get more to me? Did you get sort of uh, philosophical, or did you? Were you? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Like, huh. and it, it was long enough time where I mean it was 40 minutes, which in the reality of your life isn't really that long of a period of time, but it felt like hours. Sure. Yeah, I know, yeah. It slowed down so much. Yeah. And, like, I remember just hearing on the radio guys saying, we can't even get through to 911 anymore. And Wyoming was trying to close the roadway, but they couldn't do it because of snow conditions quickly enough. Wow. Uh, yeah. I was helpless. All right. Thanks. Weird. Thanks, James. Appreciate yeah, it, man. That year during the Nor'easter, I was uh, not even allowed to get on to 476, so they put me on to 80, and... Uh, I, I'm amazed with how careless people drive in whiteout conditions. I mean, I was driving maybe like 15 miles per hour, and people were blowing past me. I'm like, you don't know what's ahead of you. I can understand. I see people driving quickly through snow and stuff like that. But when you can't see, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, you're, you're, you're well, flirting with the disaster. Two years, again, coming back from the Cardboard Classic in that, that two years ago during the Great Nor'easter. I was driving at a slow clip using just simply, I was driving across a farm, so you couldn't tell really where the road was, and I had to rely specifically on me represented as an arrow on my GPS to make sure I was staying on the road. Wow. That's how I drove across a couple of acres of field. Uh, hang on a second here. <laughs> now there's good. I, I was high when this happened. <laughs> Story's coming in. Seahorse. Uh, Seahorse captain. Uh, it's, uh, hang on a second here. I'm in love with them. They're so beautiful and cute. I'm in love with the seahorses. Uh, it says here I was so high once. Uh, wait, where did that go? I was so high once that when uh, Queen's Bicycle Race came on uh, the tape deck, I thought my car broke down. It took me like 10 tries of turning the car on and off. <laughs> Uh, to realize that it was one of those weird noises in that song. <laughs> okay. Something's broken. 
Uh, this person said, I, I was always curious how people reacted when there was that false missile threat in Hawaii a couple oh, of years yeah. ago. Oh, there were, there, were, there were definite cases of that. In fact, you had reported on them, Preston, where there were people where this is it. North Korea has fired missiles and we are, um, we're out of here. Yeah. And and would you know leaving yes leaving recordings whole deal every family members or, or messages and and so on but uh, yeah it can it can it can make motivate you to do that very quickly but I thought it was interesting I'll play let me Casey pull up the the audio of the guy again uh, the reason we got started on this the seahorse guy or the no original? not the seahorse guy the uh, <laughs> the tornado guy in uh, and not the one that you play either tornado oh my god uh, this guy was in uh, Nashville and unfortunately several people died. Uh, but uh, this is him. He was in a crane, like 325-foot-tall crane. Carla, Carla, there is a real, tor- there's a real tornado right there. They- oh, my God. If something happens, I love Make sure everybody knows I love them, Carla. This is no joke. There's a real tornado right there. I wonder if you notice he stops where he said, I want to tell you I love you, Carla. Maybe it's his girlfriend, and they're not quite yeah. at the "I love you." <laughs> yeah, they just started dating. level yet. Oh, and, tell you, that, uh, uh, nah, let me think this over. Yeah, tell you everybody that. else I love them. I really like you, Carl. Tornado, <laughs> right there. They, oh my god! If something happens, I love. Make sure everybody knows I love. I love. Yeah, right. I like when we go out. <laughs> and you're pretty. I love pierogies. Love at this point? No, that'd be disingenuous. <laughs> He's like, uh, if I do make it, I just told her I loved her. I want to marry you, Carla. Uh-huh. Storm blows by. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. Listen, Carla, I might have spoken in haste. <laughs> I just don't think you're marrying material. If something happens, I love. Make sure everybody knows I love him, Carla. <laughs> I love. That's it. You're, you think you're that like classic guy thing. You think you're about to die. There's a tornado bearing down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still, I, I don't know. Debbie was looking good in those short shorts the other day. <laughs> I like you a lot. Pizza. That girl over at the Sudden Hut was looking awful hot. <laughs> I, well, you do. I mean, there are times where you know you have a life or death situation that goes. You know what? I'm with the wrong girl, or I'm with the wrong guy, and then they they survive, and you know, and they cut ties. Yeah, there was. Uh, so to go back to another movie in uh, uh, the War of the Roses. Yes, uh, which uh, Michael Douglas thinks he's having a heart attack, and he writes all this stuff down to his wife. Who they're having? They're going through a bitter, evil divorce. Right. And he's like, I've, it's always been you and blah, 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 and this and that, and you were, the, you were my strength and so on. And when it turns out he's not dying, she uses that against him That's in right. court. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to make sure you really mean it, I guess. What is this? <laughs> oh, this is it. Yeah. Oh, my God! Our tornado guy, by the way. All right, we need to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and uh, we'll get into the bizarre file when we return. Make sure you stay with us. From ashes to new. New music. More of everything. 
everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Real quick before we get to the Bizarre File, I want to send a uh, congratulations shout out to a friend of mine, Jeff Stricker, and his wife, Megan. Their ninth anniversary is today. Hey. So a happy anniversary to you. And here's a little shark <laughs> sending your way. <laughs> what that makes a anniversary so much better to hear a fart sound effect. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it is brought to you by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. JFBB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. You can save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance at JFBB.com. JFBB, where the snow comes first, and we'll be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. An eight-year-old Canadian boy won $200 worth of cannabis products, including (laughs) marijuana, edibles, and a pipe. Oh, my God. At a ra- raffle at a youth hockey tournament in British Columbia. Now, don't smoke that all at once, son. Uh, Keith Reddle, the boy's grandfather, said each team is usually responsible for putting a gift basket or prize package <laughs> together with a minimum value of $50. And then what they do is they have a big setup and they have a paper bag taped in front of each one of these prizes. Wow. Previous prize packs have included movie tickets and board games. The boy apparently received raffle tickets from his father and picked a package that was filled with chocolate. (laughs) But at the end of the tournament, the family was notified the boy had actually won all cannabis products. (laughs) The tournament's organizer said that the boy's father claimed the prize after being told what it was. Sure. They said the raffle winner was told the basket contained cannabis products and was given the option of not accepting the prize. Uh, This is according to the Dawson Creek Minor Hockey Association. Uh, they said the winner chose to take the prize. Their identification was checked to ensure they were of legal age, which is 19 and older, and the donor then delivered the basket uh, to the winners. The legal age of consumption in Canada is 19. Uh, Reddle, the grandfather, who was a police officer for 32 years, was not satisfied with the association's explanation. He said there's no place for drugs at a child's hockey tournament. Uh, but Dad enjoyed it. He was outbid on the opioid basket. I guess so. Five years ago, uh, Mendel Weinstock made a promise to his sister, Reva. Uh, He said, my sister was talking about her wedding as if it were tomorrow. Right. When she wasn't even dating anyone at the time. So just to make her mad and to get a reaction, I told her, if she makes me come to that wedding, I'm bringing a llama with me. Well, after a few minutes of arguing, she tried to use reverse psychology uh, on me and said, okay, the llama is invited to the wedding. Well, in true little brother fashion, Mendel made sure he never forgot about that invitation. Uh, she said he has been torturing me with this. It's n- in good fun, and he's been reminding me of this probably twice a week for the last five years. I've tried striking so many deals. I've tried doing literally everything possible to make sure it didn't happen. And lo and behold, there was a llama at my wedding. She could have not invited him, right? <laughs> when uh, Reva got engaged in October, Mendel put his plan into action. He said, literally. I called him to tell him I was engaged, and his response was, "Great, I'm calling the llama farm now." <laughs> probably not, farm. and probably not even an hour later, she said, "I got a text that said his llama <laughs> rental was confirmed." It, it takes that little time to rent a llama. Listen to this: when when Reva got married in Cleveland, Ohio, on Sunday, Shocky the llama <laughs> joined the festivities. Mendel even commissioned a custom llama-sized tuxedo for the animal. <laughs> And one photo was all it took. Mendel posted the picture on Reddit where it's received over 154,000 upvotes and counting. Now, Reva had no idea that an inside joke with her brother would go this viral, especially since there is precedent for bringing llamas in formal wear to weddings. 
There's even an entire Instagram account called Wedding Llamas <laughs> demoted, de- devoted to the subject. Really? It's a thing. I never heard this. It's apparently a thing. So it was very easy for him to get a llama <laughs> set up to be at the wedding. It's pretty wild. A fire inspector in Prince Edward Island believes a pile of clothes spontaneously combusted on a flammable couch causing a small house fire. Winston Bryan said that the fire happened Sunday morning on the second floor of a duplex in the city. Bryan said in the course of his investigation, he determined the occupants had just completed a load of laundry in the dryer and placed it tightly packed on a sectional couch in their living room. What what served as the accelerant? He said, with this, spontaneous combustion occurred with, with the radiation from the clothing that was from the dryer. Uh, one of the occupants exited the building, he said, that morning, creating additional oxygen into the room, which ignited the clothing that was in the corner. <laughs> By the time firefighters arrived on the scene, one person in the basement was able to escape, while two others on the upper floors were rescued by a neighbor. So, balled up, it generated enough heat to combust. Apparently. Yeah, no one was injured in the fire, but the building sustained some smoke damage. Brian said the unusual cause of the fire is not entirely unheard of, and he has seen about five such instances in his career. Well, then you should never fold your laundry. He said everything, and no, you should fold it immediately. Well, I thought this was folded and balled up. It was it was bunched together. Oh, bunched. So, yeah. All right. No, it wasn't folded. They took the load out and set it down, and it was still hot. Everything, never set down your laundry. Everything has to be in place for this to happen. He said, when you take clothes out of a dryer, let them cool. Don't pack them right away. Don't pack them tightly away as soon as you get them out of the dryer. Also recommends reading the tags on your clothing to ensure that they can be placed in the dryer and checking your smoke alarms as well. I've never heard of that before. Well, maybe there's something to never cleaning your clothing. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. A pair of robbers apologized profusely after saying they broke into the wrong Cleveland apartment, but they robbed the man inside anyway. (laughs) Uh, They repeatedly told the male resident that they wouldn't hurt him, but they, quote, had to get something out of it since they were already there. Look, it just worked against you this time. Big mistake. But we'll lose cred if we don't steal something. No arrests have been made in the robbery. And And How about that unicorn statue? And the 32-year-old victim wasn't injured. What are they on the early version of... (laughs) Of uh, Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> right, yeah. I'll take the unicorn. Can stash. you put the rest in a gift certificate? Uh, police reports say the man heard noises on his fire escape at about 2 a.m., opened the window, and found two men pointing guns at him. Despite their mistake, the robbers took the man's video game player, shoes, clothes, $800 in cash, <sighs> iPhone, and car keys. Since it was a mistake, couldn't they have left the video game console? You would think they'd do something like that. Uh, they escaped through the window and out on the fire escape, and they got away, so police are looking for them. Are they going to return to rob the right person? <laughs> you, would yeah. pro- you would guess <laughs> they probably would. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, Casey wants me to give him something away. Either one of these? Either one, man. Yeah. Tenacious D is coming to town. Yeah. Pretty excited about this. The Purple Nurple Tour twisting hard to the left. <laughs> October 7th in the Met. Uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow, by the way. Uh, and there's a pre-sale that already happened. But I'll take caller number 15 and give you tickets to go see uh, Jack and Kyle in concert. 215-263-WMMR. If you need details on the show, you can go to WMMR.com. But tickets go on sale 10 a.m. tomorrow, by the way. So we'll set you up. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. We'll get Francis Ellison here. And move this Thursday right along. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Do you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your rewards for discounts on gas at participating Exxon stations or for free groceries. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey, did you mention Barstool Sports today or was that yesterday? Um, yesterday. Was it yesterday. Why did I mention it yesterday? I forgot what it was. Oh, the video um, of... There was a video of... Marissa, no. Marissa. It was the porta potty, the guy. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. In, uh, in Wildwood, at the Jersey Shore. That's yeah. right. Well, our next guest is not only a stand up comedian, but he's uh, spent a lot of time with Barstool Sports. And uh, he's got a lot of things, actually, in his resume. Please welcome Mr. Francis Ellis. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey. Going to be at Helium Comedy Club. How you doing, man? I'm great. Excellent. Thank you for having me. This no is problem. an honor. You're, yeah. you're like, I was doing research on you. You're, you're like, you're, you're an anomaly. You're far too qualified on many counts. <laughs> You're a Harvard graduate. Mm. You were a lacrosse a star on the on their team. Uh, stars uh, generous. Stars. But yes. <laughs> uh, you are. Uh, it says. Uh, I, I don't know if this is your own wording, but a uh, a concert pianist. Sure. A guitarist. Yeah, I wrote this bio myself. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, you were you were interested in going into the NSA at one point. Yeah. Uh, a lawyer. You you flirted with that notion at one point. You uh, what the the CIA as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, what the hell happened? What the <laughs> You know, I'll I'll be honest. This is what happened. I started applying to the CIA, and halfway through the application, there's a question that says, have you ever done any illicit drugs? <laughs> Keep in mind, your answers will be verified via polygraph test, and that was when I closed the application yeah. and decided to become a stand-up is comedian. Is that still so at this point? At this point, with that, with the, with the preponderance of 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 um, you know of of states, you know, uh, making it legal and so on and so forth, and the, it's a little bit more broadly accepted. Is that still a deal killer if you apply for a job at that level? I, I wonder. I, I have to believe. I mean, it, federally, it's still le- illegal. It's and illegal. These are federal, yeah. You know, right? But what's illicit, really? What's no, but, illicit? And, and it's not. It's not about whether or not you. It, it was you did. Like you have to tell them. Yes or no? Just if you, if you say yes, it doesn't mean you don't get the I, job. I wonder though if that just immediately goes. Uh. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I have a friend who went through the process and and she talked to me about it before she did and and she said I have to tell the truth because yeah. they're not saying I won't get the job. I just have to be telling the truth. Okay. And she did, and she had used drugs in her past, and she still got the job. Yeah, I I, I honestly and and to Casey's question, uh, it, pot was included on the yeah. list. And, right. Okay, yeah. and I I was honest, and who knows. I, <laughs> I joke about it. I did finish the application. I just never heard from them. But it's possible, you know, that they sent something I missed, like a pigeon with a <laughs> a charcoal note on its beak that I didn't catch. Right, right. They, they were missed testing my interview. In ways you, couldn't, you could know. Yeah, yeah, that's how thorough it is. Listen, I have a friend who is um, in a branch of law enforcement. I'll just say that. I, I'm, I'm not going to indicate whether or not it's federal or local or whatever, but... Um, as far as I know, he beat the polygraph test, and it was one because they say it's they say it's possible, and that's why it's not sure. admissible in a court of mm. law. Either that, or he was just so qualified 
that they were like, okay, well, we don't care that you did all of that stuff. Mm. You know what wow. I mean? Okay, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't. I I would. I I have too many tells. I would. Uh, yeah. I would fold. <laughs> I would <laughs> fail a polygraph even if I were telling the truth. Oh yeah, I'm certain of that. I know I would. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you get pulled over and you haven't been drinking, but like if you're at a DUI checkpoint, I get so nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, A B C D. Like I can't do the alphabet. <laughs> it's it's terrifying. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So so you, you you got into you're from Maine. We, we learned. <laughs> yes. And and. Uh, uh, and and then you obviously you had this the beginning of this when you're at Harvard did you write for the the Lampoon I didn't and it's the regret of one of the regrets of my life it's one of the great breeding grounds of yeah exactly it's it's probably the best professional network for comedians yeah um, yeah and I I just always thought I I didn't have time to try I also didn't know at that point that this was what I wanted to do um, and I was a lacrosse player. And uh, I, I kind of had most of my focus in that. And then there was this crazy thing, the Harvard Lampoon, which was this weird kind of underground alternative comedy. All the Lampoon guys came from that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Conan, Conan, Colin Jost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the list goes on and on. So I do really regret that I didn't at least try. Yeah. Well, then maybe they make you an honorary member at some point. Hopefully. Some point. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. When did you catch the comedy bug? Uh, my senior year of college when I started getting a lot of job rejections. Okay. <laughs> I, I really got rejected into this field. Now, now were you were you the were you like the the, the hot girl who's too picky because you're 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 you know you're an accomplished guy, a good looking guy. Were you setting were you were you setting your your sights too high? I don't think so. <laughs> at, at Harvard, I mean, in terms, of, I was like a Harvard five in terms of my. <laughs> You know, oh, really? higher ability. Yeah. Harvard five, <laughs> middle of the pack at best. Wow, like man. if if jobs if jobs had gotten really drunk one night, they might have hired me. Uh, you know what I mean? Jesus, yeah. if you're a Harvard five, but they would have regretted it. In the morning. Wow, wow. And was that was that sort of a shock? Because we from our. Uh, from our civilian status, we look at you know Harvard grads, and that's that's just an automatic entree into sure. Uh, did you think as well? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I think yeah, there, there are certain jobs that you you are very it's it's not that hard to get right. But, right. Um, I I was applying for Teach for America. Do you guys know that program? Mm. It's a very cool program uh, where basically you you go and you teach in these these pretty uh, high need poor areas of the country uh, for a couple of years while you get your master's degree. And it's very, uh, it looks really good on the resume. A lot of people come out of there and go into law school or graduate school. Um, But they had got their funding cut uh, the year that I was applying. So I ended up not getting that. And then with no options remaining, I just said, I'm going to move to New York and try stand-up. I had done a few stand-up shows in Boston at the Comedy okay. Studio above the Hong Kong restaurant. Or is it the Comedy Connection? I oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's one of the, the legendary... Rick Jenkins place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, I just loved that, and I thought, alright, well, might as well try it. But I, I never thought... I thought it was a hobby until... I finally got hired at Barstool, and then uh, you're you're getting health care from from him. <laughs> right. You're like, okay, this is real now. Do, do they, now I don't I don't know Barstool other than uh, some videos that I see every now mm-hmm. and then. They're posted on social media and so on. What all what all's involved with you working there? Are you comedy writing or? Yeah, so uh, so I don't actually work there anymore. I got fired. I don't oh. know if you guys uh, no, I know, yeah, I know the story. Yeah, Whoopsie yeah. daisies. No, uh, yeah, that, we'll ask about that because yeah. that that feeds into your podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Barstool is. A you know it's a sports media company, but it's also you know f- with a focus on humor. Okay. Um, so I, I actually didn't really write 
much about sports at all. Um, my my focus was more on I don't know wacky stories, and I was writing things from my life and observational stuff. But it started as a blog. It used um, to just the, the whole thing itself. Parstool just used to be it was a website, and then it became it's now it's sort of a conglomerate. Yeah, yeah. It, it has exploded so much on the uh, on the heels of Portnoy and Big Cat yeah. and KFC. It's its own thing at this point. And, and oh yeah, and but I, it, at this point you get a split reaction when you when you mention Barstool. I think people initially sort of responded favorably to it, and then there are a lot of allegations and proven allegations of stealing content not giving credit things like that so when you talk about barstool are you proud of your time there what what is your that's a great question um i uh yeah i i am proud of my time there i I, you know i think i think some of those stealing allegations or or a lot of what happened was they would take to their instagram account they would take a video that someone had submitted or whatever but it wasn't the person who had created the video who would send right. it to them. And then they would just throw it up on their account. And it's not as if they were trying to say one of our people made this. Right. Because the person in the video was clearly someone no one had seen before. But it was it was it, it followed in what a lot of those big accounts were doing, the the F Jerry account yep. and the the fat Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just weren't putting the handle of the creator in it. And 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 I agree. I mean you, you gotta do that, but um it's not as if I wouldn't call it flat out plagiarism. I don't think it was malevolent either. No, yeah. but it was, it, was, it was taking credit for stuff that wasn't theirs uh, by by proxy, by not admitting to it, by not just posting a, a handle, uh you're saying this is Barstool's Content. Yeah, sure, and and again, I, I, I look. I'll say I, I I had nothing to do with <laughs> with the, the seven and a half million follower account that they ran. It's um, funny because I follow a lot of. And I just call them aggregators, and I know um I know some creators out there that uh, that look negatively upon it, and and I'm just like, dude, just give me some good content, you know? Yeah, like, sure. And that's um, I yeah. think most people who consume it think that way, and and the truth of the matter is, there are people who are creating content, and they they're 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 owed their they're due, right. you know, but I, I like with the barstool stuff, I, I think also at the beginning and maybe you can uh, validate this. It was it was, you know, the, the Wild West. And, and, and when all this is happening, you don't know, oh, OK, what is the protocol here? What do you do? Sure. And and so once it becomes, you know, OK, lawyers are now and you got a, an HR department and you got, and it's now it becomes something bigger and you become a target. Totally, and, and people who have uh, who are, get, are more likely to get pissed off at that person than say any one of us who might retweet out something or you know without giving credit. Yeah, exactly. And I, look, here is the thing: I am good friends with this guy Tank Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, he runs a really great account. He's a great guy, and and I had the same conversation with him on our podcast, Oops, recently. And he said, "I said, you know, how do you feel about these massive meme accounts taking content and not crediting the right. people? Someone called you know stealing stealing content." And he said, "Look." Uh, this has been happening for 20 years. Yeah, Napster, yeah. its entire <laughs> conceit was to take music and share it, you know, and, and, and a couple artists or a yeah, few yeah. people get angry because they're not getting credit or not getting paid for the work. And he said, well, if you're a great comedian, you, you notice that the, the great comedians never complained when some of these accounts would put their clip up because they're good enough to write new material. Right. Um, and it's not as if, you know, getting your name included in the caption of the clip is going to result in you becoming, it's not going to make you, that's Famous. not your big moment. Right, you know? right. So, um, With my stolen meme show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can see it kind of both ways. I do as well. But yeah. at the same time, you, you are absolutely right. As someone who's had my own material 
taken and put on on other accounts without being credit, I will always DM that account and be just say, hey, could you please yeah. put my name next to this? Yeah. I'd like to be credited for my work. Yeah. Most of the time, they most respond. of the time they do. Most yeah. of the time they do. And so, now Barstool's totally revised their. They figured it out. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they caught a lot of flack for it. So, so you were fired from there? Oh, big time. Yeah, big what time. Happened? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, so here's what happened. You know, we, we were tasked with the bloggers were writing about four blogs a day. Uh, and I'd been there for two and a half years. It's a lot of content. It's, it's a it's, lot of content. Yeah, over thousands of blogs or whatever. And, um, one Friday morning after my morning radio show, I read a story about this young woman who'd gone missing in Utah. She was a sorority sister. Uh, her Instagram account had been liking photos, though, and her sorority sisters saw that and turned it over to the FBI as evidence that she might be okay. I read a headline that said, um, no foul play is suspected at this time by the police department. That gave me what I thought was the green light that she was fine. Yeah. And and not only that, um, there were a lot of notes in the New York Post and Daily Mail articles about how she was uh, a sugar daddy. She was on these sugar daddy dating websites, you know. So, so rich sort of benefactors exactly. would, would help her pay for school. Let's call them life sponsors. <laughs> life yeah. sponsors, right. Yeah. So I just had this image that she was kind of happily floating on a yacht somewhere with some older Greek man and uh, right. liking photos on her Instagram. And, and, and I kind of wrote the blog that way. And um, really, if you read what I wrote, I, clearly I just had no idea what was going on. Right, right. Um, and unfortunately, within an hour or two of me writing this blog, the news changed much for the worse. Mm-hmm. And then she, the, the police found that she'd been murdered. Oh, man. I remember oh, this story. Man. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and it got, I mean, it was so bad because it was not only did they find that she'd been murdered, the, the, the line was that they'd found her charred remains oh my god. god and you're like are you kidding me and you they, know? Couldn't, they wouldn't let you like uh release an apology or something oh i, I did. sure did yeah. i sure did um, but, that, but they still fired you yeah so you know the other problem was that earlier in the week hbo had aired a, a much resourced um piece on real sports with brian gumbel about barstool and its impact that brought to light some of the controversial lines that the company had said or written Mm -hmm. over its 14-year history. And uh, at that time, that came out on the Tuesday, and this would happen a lot at Barstool. You know, there'd be somebody that would just dig up all the bad lines that had been said. And when that happened, it it was an unspoken understanding to, let's hunker down, keep your heads down, nobody bring more noise to to us right now so three days later when i write this blog and then in tandem to that it looks so heartless you know in hindsight it was it was really bad timing and and really careless and thoughtless on my part so yeah you made a mistake this compounded the issue of and made it look even worse than things already were so at least you you see that oh totally yeah Yeah, yeah. i I don't blame them um you know for for that so it's portnoy so he uh, he, david portnoy's got to um He's, he's got to make you the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, you know, because it, yeah. it, it, it is the I get, you understand the right. I mean, I, I think for the most part, Barstool is I think it's entertaining. It's a good. It's great at what it does, and yeah. and and uh, a lot of good stuff comes out of that. But it's now that at this point, it's a business, mm-hmm. and their business concerns, and and so that that has to happen. But it, in a way, it helps in 
focus you into this podcast, which I think has a, a really cool conceit. Explain. Yeah. Oops. So, right. Um, I we On the heels of all of this, I started a podcast called Oops, which is about fallibility and failure and mistakes and, and often the redemption stories that have come out of them, how people have been failed towards the thing that they mm. actually love to do. We, and, we talk about this all the time, yeah. about, about, you know, it's like maybe, maybe you can't see it now, but this was this had to happen. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how all the guests that we've had on have talked about how a moment uh, in their life that that they thought was sort of career ending or um, you know was terrifying. How am I going to come through this? Ended up being the thing that influenced their trajectory the most for the good. Did that? And you led with? Did you lead with? Um, oh, this, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, My you had story to, was to set everything. Yeah, uh, was the model around which we we kind of pitched the whole idea and um it it uh it's it's a little early for me to say whether or not my incident i mean it was only seven months ago or so um will have been for the good or have hurt me but i have to say that you know in in going on the road as a comedian and uh and now i'm writing for bro bible um which is a great site by the way yeah it's great i I, use it all the time thanks yeah Yeah, i i have to say my, my my attendance numbers are up i'm selling out shows and it really kind of weirdly looks like uh, things are going better. Are you for surprised me. to learn that in this in a, in a, what is called a cancel culture that people are seemingly now uh, starting to re-embrace the notion of a simple mistake, like 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 like. And so it was incredibly it was bad timing, and and but understand the context of how it happened. You would not have ever engaged in this knowing that. Yeah, of course. And when do you define somebody by the mistakes that they've made? You know, I I always struggle with that. Like people mess up every day all the time. And so do you indict somebody for what level of mistakes? How many do they have to make? And and when can you recover from one? When, when, you know, like Hitler doesn't get a pass. (laughs) Right. right? I think a pattern of behavior uh, speaks to a a, a bad person. Okay. Did you ever do, do you think you had a pattern leading up to this point? Not really. So, and and I I believe like your um, I'd certainly never written another blog about a, a girl who passed away. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, people are either going to accept your apology or not accept your apology, and and no matter how heartfelt it is, you know, to me that that's a little bit frustrating as an outsider looking in. It's like, all right, I, I truly think that this was like a mistake. Yeah. Uh, that that there was no uh, malicious no intent animus. behind right. it or, or anything like that. But some people are just going, nope. Nope, nope, right. I, don't, I don't buy it. Well, and, you know, the, well, yeah. the, the worst mm-hmm. part for me is that all those people who get so mad in that moment and mm-hmm. call for your head uh, don't care two days later. Yes. They have refocused their anger. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein and all the stuff he was yeah. doing, that news story broke three days after what happened to me, and everybody flocked to him. And I don't mean to say, <laughs> I hate to say this, I owe Jeffrey Epstein a thank you. <laughs> that guy is my guardian angel. I mean, he took all the heat. He took God all the heat. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> the timing could not have been better. But that's it. You're right. It, 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 when we are living with constant nuclear outrage and everything, yeah. the, the life cycle of, of that outrage is very ephemeral. Right. Yeah. Who was yeah. that, that? Remember that intern that got murdered in D.C. Yeah, and then nine eleven happened. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, um, yeah, I and it, right. they, 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 there, there was a, a congressman who was uh, having an affair with her, and he was maybe it, but, but, suspected. Oh, and I it was about that. and yeah. it was cleared of it. 
Yes, he was cleared. Uh-huh. He was, uh-huh. But but, but anyway, at the so, time it it, uh, it it was dominating the news until nine eleven hit, and then it, it went away. It went away. Uh, I watched yeah. a story about about people who are, who are 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 your 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 PR people, and about that that line of thinking that says. Uh, Chandra Levy. Chandra Levy. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so um, that dude has a, a poster of uh, <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> yeah, the, no, the twin log on his bedroom wall. No, no. But I, I mean, had to do it. <laughs> this is why I got fired. What do you want me to say? No. <laughs> but it, you also to be able to say that is is sort of it's it's cathartic too yeah. because you know I always like to think you know what's what's in these what the people who get outraged so quickly what, what's in your closet what what's in you yeah. know you know. I mean, everyone's got something. I, I always dreamed, uh, this is where my head went. There was one, like most of the writers that wrote about it, the Washington Post, Daily Mail, all these outlets, they they just wrote that, they said things like, it's puzzling why Francis would have thought this was okay to do, yeah. why he didn't see the situation for being as bad. Why would he have done this? Yeah. You know, really kind of weird. One writer wrote that I had... Uh, I don't. I don't even know if I should use. I, I'm not sure if I should use this word on radio. But like, S L U T, slut shamed, yeah, slut shamed a murdered girl, yeah, uh, because I brought to light that she was on these sugar daddy dating websites, and nobody had come up with that thought, yeah, yeah. on their own, right? And that to me wasn't just that he was trying to tell the story. He was trying to bury me, right? You know what I mean? And uh, the- I've always dreamt. This is where my brain went afterwards, because okay. that was the one person where I thought you had an agenda yeah. here. You had a vendetta, right. and I had this dream of taking computer programming classes and becoming a brilliant <laughs> hacker such that I could implant a trove of child pornography oh on his hard drive and then call the FBI <laughs> and be like, look at what he's got. Let me tell you something. That was been, my you, revenge. You would have been a good CIA agent. I know. Um, I, I'll tell you this, though, but that, but that, that is, that's, that's exactly it. And, and in any, in the, look at all the websites or the 24 hour news stations, the constant, hunger for the newest story and it forces it forces creative news Mm -hmm. it forces you know and and that's where you start to get stuff like people sculpted reality where Mm -hmm. people say i'm gonna bury this guy not really even knowing so the same things they would have accused you of they were complicit in it because they were creating a narrative right yeah, that didn't I, exist. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And, but uh, you can't sit there and say there aren't things that we don't get pissed off about, too. Absolutely. Totally. You know, totally. Yeah. We're all, and that's yeah. just it. So you always have to kind of take a look behind you and say, well, what have I done? Yes, uh, exactly. I think comedians believe that it's it's binary, right? You're either everything's funny or nothing's funny. <laughs> right. And and I think the perfect example, I don't know if you guys followed this, but when, when, when Kobe passed, yeah. Ari Shafir, yeah. brilliant oh, yeah. comedian, came out instantly with this crazy tweet uh sort of celebrating when he his does death. it all the time that's the thing he, that's that's his his shtick and i'm not defending him no at all right but his shtick is when somebody of of some sort of stature dies he celebrates their yeah. death and, and and that's his attempt at comedy and and, and exactly and everybody kind of was really really angry that r he had done this this elicited far more backlash than what i had done Do you know what the deal was though in this case his daughter was with exactly. him and died as yep. well there were other people that died so he he was yeah. pointing out the, right. the, the the rape allegations that had existed and, and that was part of the deal but there okay were eight other people there on were that yep. exactly children, and his yeah. his little girl with right. him and so that that mm-hmm. i think is what 
You can't do that. Right. I, I, I did read Ari's response, and I, I, I think he said that at the time that he released this, it was not clear yet that uh, Gianna had, pa- had right. passed as well. Right. And I believe that because I remember as the news was breaking that day, it was all over the place. Right. The first thing said that it had been Kobe, but all the daughters were with Vanessa. Right. And then it was they retracted that. And, and it's possible he read that, but it's the, the bigger lesson is... When something like this happens, when something like this happens, you need to take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait a day. Yes, to, to vet it. This is something that, that, that yeah. Preston often says on the show. Yeah. Let it breathe. Let it marinate. And then, and then decide, is it still worth mm-hmm. trying to make humor from this? We love... We love yeah, or, or, or pointing out your anger in something, too. Yeah. Just, it, because you may feel that right now, but you don't necessarily have to share that with the world right away until right. we... Double check on things here. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, I agree. Everyone always likes to say, well, this didn't age well. You <laughs> right, know? right. And yes. it's like, well, the flip side is we needed to be on top of the news. We yeah. needed to we wanted to have the first reactions. That's what goes viral. That's that's how you it's the business grow and yeah. stuff. So yeah. uh yeah, obviously I wish I could have the the blog back about the the poor young woman, but um I don't think anyone within a grasp of of sanity would really. They realize what happened, and right. it was just it was uh, a misfortune. Yes, that yeah. was it. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Francis Ellis. Francis is a comedian. We've been getting a little heavy. <laughs> He's but very he, funny though. He is, and he'll be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and uh, Friday and Saturday. So uh, we just want to make sure that you're aware and you get tickets at uh, heliumcomedy.com. But how about Bro Bible? What's that all about? Bro Bible is fantastic. Um, you know, I remember when they started, I always thought that Bro Bible and Barstool were kind of similar companies, that they were growing at the same rate. You know, these, these the, the the growth of, like, things like Lad Bible and yeah. male-centric humor. The, the counterpart would have been Betches for yeah. women, which is like a, a women's sort of blog. Um, but... I think they were they were sold in I don't know 2013 or 14 or something, and the company that bought them ran them into the ground. And then in 2016 or 17, the guys who founded it bought it back. You can see I I followed the genesis of yeah. it. And I've noticed that, and and what it really is is you 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 have to have sort of a. Uh, what what Maxim and stuff and FHM had sort of a, a, a it's a, a pop culture sort of a, a wide palette of things that are addressed mm-hmm. but addressed with a little toot exactly and that's and and Bro Bible does it well what, what's your position with them yeah so I'm a, a writer there and uh, I've only been there for I don't know a few months but it, it's fantastic I mean they're 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 huge now yeah. I, I was I was totally unaware of how well they're doing I think they they get over forty million site visits a month. Um, and for, for us and what we do, and we're always looking for topics, I have my Preston does it as well. Yeah. When we come in in the morning, hey Preston, hey Steve, and then we're quiet for like an hour as so we're going through site, you know, Absolutely. all this stuff. Absolutely. You, you have to do it. Totally. They're invaluable. Yeah. Know? So they, they, they do that. They're now building out a podcast arm. Our podcast is with them. Oops. Yeah. Uh, they've also got Robbie Berger, who is uh, dumb. He's hysterical. Um, and uh, it's, it's, they're, they're building out their editorial side. Yeah. So instead of it just being, you know, news summaries of late s- sports stories or whatever, I'm writing about stuff 
stories the same way that I did at Barstool, and uh, there's a true voice to the site now. So. so it's very cool. Let me ask you because you're you're athletic, you're 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 sharp, you're you know you've done a little bit of acting. Yeah, sure. I Mostly mean, commercials. Uh, just, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be. Uh, you know, you you you've got the look. Thank you know, you. so yeah. is that something you are hoping to explore more? Listen, if here this is my thought. Uh, I, I work out. In the event that Marvel calls tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to put on thirty pounds yeah. of muscle. Right. I, want, I want six pounds. To, I'll be like, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, let's go. You brought the so you were you you were a lacrosse <laughs> I was, player, yeah, which yeah. great sport. We have we have Philly loves lacrosse here. You Defense. Know, the, what do you? Mean? I was a midfielder. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Midi. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's Hardest nice. To, it's nice to be in Philly to talk about it. You know, because a lot of people in the country hate lacrosse for some reason. This and that was a great game when we first yeah. came here. When I first came here and got to go see it played that way, I'm like, mother of God, this is a great game. That's yeah, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah and, and and Connecticut and, and and the fan base here for the the Wings is tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And yet there is a, a broader perspective on lacrosse of it being this prep school white privilege sport. <laughs> yeah, I guess and it's like you know I had four concussions. Uh, <laughs> my my privilege did not help me at all. On the ground, bleeding out of the ears. So. I always talk about we were down. We happened to be down on the field, and and when that uh, you know when that ball comes rocketing towards you, mm-hmm. and it was just going past us. We weren't playing, but there was a kind of a demonstration going on. Mm. It's like you know, and and fights with yeah. lacrosse, where oh, yeah. like hockey fights, there's a little bit of ice give and take when a fight occurs. You've got full traction, totally. Yeah, totally. I, I grew up in an area that I think in this in this particular area was um. Was a hotbed for lacrosse. It's it's you know like the Ridley uh, area, Ridley Springfield was really uh, in, in Delaware County where it all got started. And when I went to high school, we didn't have a team, so I was part of the like the founding fathers, so to speak, cool. where it was a club team. Same thing in college, it was a club sport as well, meaning you had to provide all of your own equipment and wow. all that sort wow. of stuff. And now, I mean. It's uh, it has grown and it's weird because it's not like it's a new sport. No, no. it's been around for a long time, hundreds yeah. of years. The Native, Native Americans Native started it, <laughs> yeah. and they used to play on fields that were three miles long. <laughs> I always wonder how 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 they know who long? was in the oh game. How do sub? So <laughs> listen, we um. When All I remember is that those Mazzola commercials <laughs> where they they would show yeah. the Native Americans yeah. playing lacrosse, and then they somehow tied that to uh, right. other substitute. When we um when Villanova won the national championship, I think the first time we had a parade going down. Uh, oh, was it uh, Market? Maybe. Yeah. Um, mm. we had a basketball game that uh, was on either side of the. It was six blocks long. It was six blocks long. <laughs> it was a six-block-long basketball game. Yeah. Uh, and I could only imagine what a three-mile-long lacrosse game would yeah. be. By the way, like. what, what form of communication could you possibly... Smoke signals? <laughs> yeah. Play calling? I don't know. It just feels racist, but I don't... <laughs> well, they, they You're discovering things on the... Like other tribes. <laughs> on the, you know, right. Stumbling upon settlements in the in the game. So. Yeah. You're meeting friends while you're mid-game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very cold. Do you so, live in New York now? I do, yeah. Uh, is that where Bro Bible is based? Uh, yeah, so Bro Bible is we, we most of us blog from from our homes, but there is sort of a general community within New York. We don't we don't have an office anymore. There's really no need. Has publishing yeah. become like that? In, because you can do so much. What 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 compels you to go to an office? Well, when- with Barstool, for instance, uh, they wanted everyone centered around uh, uh, its own hub. Okay, and that's because I think they you know there was so much value in in turning the personalities at Barstool into kind of. 
uh, I don't know, their own soap opera type right, right, stars. Right. And okay. it became kind of a reality show. So, like, inner office feuds were brought to light on camera and then aired out on radio and at the highest level fought out in the ring at Rough and Rowdy, which was the boxing right, right. organization they bought. Um, but, yeah, to have, to have a radio studio and all the podcast studios there and everyone blogging under the same roof meant that people could kind of play off of each other and collaborate, and that, that was definitely helpful. How many women work at uh, Bro Bible? I think you're, isn't your editor a, 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 your... Uh, my, no, at, at Barstool, the CEO was. Okay. That's how you're thinking. Um, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Honestly, I haven't met everyone at Bro okay. Bible. Hmm. Um, I, I, I went to a lunch, but there were people, you know, there's people in California, and, oh, I, and I'm so yeah. new to the company that I can't actually answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd have to think a few, at least. So. Well, it's cool to know yeah. that you're, 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 you're writing for that, because I do, I do enjoy it. I mean, then those sort of things, I, I remember we used to, we, we would get... You know, um, FHM or, or stuff, or, 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 the, or those kind of magazines, which are just sort of a aggregators in their own right, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it 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 kept you abreast of pop culture, you know, stuff. Yeah, I, I would say that Bro Bible is a little bit less uh, interested in the kind of the bikini pictures. Yeah, no, it's not. Stuff. It, like Barstool had the smoke show of the day, and that was a big right. thing. But Bro Bible's more of a Internet sports. porn has reduced the need for that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. You know, cl- click on your other tab. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any one of the fourteen I keep open. <laughs> those are the hits. You got to remember. I don't want to lose those. Uh, but no, the you know, there's there's not as much of an impetus to to to. It's more like you know, fantasy sports and and stuff like that. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. You spent time in Philly before? Yeah, a number of times. Really? I love this city. Cool. I do. You guys have such a crazy identity. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah. weird, tell us, it? tell us what we're perceived at. Well, yeah. this it's perceived that the sports fans <laughs> will be waiting for you yeah. at the end of the tunnel yeah. with you know batteries and things yeah, to throw. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some days we are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, you know, I think it comes from the Broad Street bully uh, regime, and then and then all the just a very blue collar sports town. Um, but I, I love it here. I mean, it's so beautiful. It's it's green um, and. Uh, there's a lot to do. Yeah, and every it's a time great I, city. Every time I come, every people come out to my shows, and that's the biggest thing for me. Is everybody I've met, my shows do really well, and yeah. I just I just love coming here. I've so. had visitors in from out of town who have never been here before, and so I go to the city and show them, you know, walk around and show them what it's all about, and. They're always surprised because we'll run into strangers, people I've never met before on the street, who will maybe see that we're looking at something, or even they'll they'll offer up some information, or they'll be talkative and engage, and they're always surprised by that because <laughs> yeah. of the rep that the city has yeah. as being kind of what are you looking at, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, not afraid to uh, to back. We're not going to back down. But what, what's amazing to me is like you, you look at the art museum, right? And everybody knows it as the the Rocky Steps. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what about, the, how's the art? Yeah. Yeah. You know, has anyone ever been inside? Yeah. Or are they too tired to it's go through the It's actually really doors? cool. Well, there's what's a, really a... great about it is is the art museum is Philadelphia in a, in a, um, in a nutshell, right? Sure. You go in there, you have all this beautiful art. But to, if you go upstairs in the front, the battle armory is right there. Yeah. Oh, cool. So you have maces and iron maidens and all sorts of, you I'm know, that. weapons that, yeah. uh, you know, were, were meant to maim and kill people. So <laughs> here's also a quick little snapshot of what Philadelphia is all about. I went to uh, two South Philly bars. Uh, and had two totally different experiences. One time I walked into a bar not knowing anybody in there, and uh, there were people at the end of the bar that were eating pizza. They walked down, they introduced themselves, and said, hey, why don't you come down and grab some pizza? Mm. Went to another uh, Phil- <laughs> South Philly bar. Uh, 
hung out for a little bit, went to the bathroom. Uh, in the bathroom, three gentlemen walked in, and they said, uh, you're going to leave right now. And I said, okay. Yeah. yeah. That was wow. a triangle tap. That was a triangle right? tap. Yeah. <laughs> that's Philadelphia in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, funny. you know, it's it, it, as sad as it is that they didn't want you part of their orgy. Uh, <laughs> you know, you'll get there someday. Yeah. 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 There's always a glory hole somewhere. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Fra- uh, Francis is in town through the weekend. So you got a gig tonight, 8 o'clock, and then Friday and Saturday, 7.30 and 10 p.m. Bingo. Uh, get the tickets, heliumcomedy.com. You're going to be uh, tickling the Ivers on stage? I will be, yeah. Okay, you do nice. bring piano. I do bring a little keyboard. Uh, Game of Thrones music. I yeah, think. that was the yeah. song that uh, people people liked. Unfortunately, the show's over. Yeah. So, yeah. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, well, enjoy your time here. Thanks for stopping by. It was a pleasure. Nice Thank you all so much. You got it. Let's See you soon. soon. Francis Ellis, guys. Yeah. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I've got a text that says, uh, getting ready to head up to Jack Frost for tomorrow's festivities. That is from Jen and uh, Kevin. We'll all be headed up there tonight or this afternoon. Uh, We'll get into a little bit more of this, I would imagine, when we have uh, Jenna and Monica from PHL 17. They're going to be stopping by in a few minutes, and they're going to be up there for the event. And uh, Monica is a meteorologist, so we'll get the latest on the weather information. A Delco meteorologist. Yeah, that's right. And what we can expect uh, for tomorrow. So that's on the way. Uh, Real quick, I want to mention a couple of new Daily Rush videos (laughs) available for your consumption. Uh, There's one that says, Casey likes face tattoos and concrete. It says, some guys that like concrete yeah. finally convince Casey that face <laughs> tattoos are cool. Well, so, those, those are the Daves, the uh, concrete layers. But uh, sure, their their face tattoos are a little more extensive than something I would get. But I think okay. you literally yeah. said, they like concrete? No, I said they lay concrete. Oh, and we heard like concrete. You heard concrete. like concrete. Right, okay. Well, a guy who likes yeah. concrete is going to know well, what kind sure. of tattoo well, to get. Of course. And then there's another Daily Rush video, and the title is simply, We Wet. <laughs> Uh, the description is Thirsty Thursday has us wet. Uh, so you can now watch both these videos at PrestonSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. We wet. I remember that exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so our next guest has uh, the city's longest running food column, Table Talk. And he's been a longtime friend of our program and has been by on many occasions. Uh, we're happy to welcome him back. He's the restaurant and food beat writer extraordinaire, Mr. Michael Klein. Hey! hey. Is here with us this morning. Hello, sir. How are you, Michael? Fantastic. Great Excellent. to be here always. It is good to see you. Was the last time we had you in when we did the, the Chi-Chi that was contest. It took, it took me quite a while to recover from that. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was. It was, was repulsive. We had we had ex-cons preparing their food that they would make in jail with the stuff they had available at the you know at the cafeteria, and we had Michael and we had uh, Nick Elmy in uh, to be the judges, and it was just disgusting. It turns food. out prison food. Is exactly what you would imagine it tastes like. And even the ex-cons said, okay, I haven't had this in a long time, and actually it's pretty terrible. But I guess when you're in jail, yeah, yeah, it seems like it's gourmet. I, I don't really know. 
Wow. Uh, so we haven't talked to you in a while, but yes. uh, you've got uh, uh, an article that we thought was kind of interesting that you wanted to tell us about uh, and, and actually might open up some conversation about uh, about restaurants. You want to give us the idea behind it? Wait, kind of? No. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, people forget a lot of stuff in restaurants. I mean, just think about all the people who go out and all the gloves, but there's more that people leave behind in restaurants after they eat. Well, it's also because you're in a real, usually in a relaxed situation. I mean, obviously you go to a fast food place, but if you're in like a restaurant, you're there and you're comfortable and you're, you know, in the chair, the meal, you get up, you leave. My wife is forever leaving stuff in the restaurants, personal belongings, and we have, we have to go back and, and get it. But oh, Pierre Robert's probably the worst. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I leave, uh, my culprits are sunglasses, and I've left credit cards. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which sucks, because you got, oh, man, I got a pocketbook for my card. wife. Yeah. So yeah. I've left my, just left my cell phone the other day when we went to the, the movie case, I left my cell phone, the waitress no. came running out, she's like, your cell phone? Yeah. But I'm sure over the years, you've heard stories of some pretty odd things being left behind. Yeah. Well, a uh, karaoke machine. A, a karaoke machine. Okay. Which is, I think that's a really rare uh, rare one. That was at, at Restaurant uh, Pesto in South Philly. Okay. Really nice people. They, you know, a guy walked in, uh, gave them his karaoke machine to stash in the closet. And it got busy, and he never claimed it. Oh, my God. Is that the kind of thing you, you just travel around with? Uh, I would you know, think. You know, you know you, before, you yeah. leave, you, before you leave the house, you check for your keys, your wallet, your karaoke machine. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Uh, it's very possible that he found his own band and he doesn't need it anymore. <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah, so I guess some people not only leave things, they leave them for good and don't return. Yeah, well, like credit cards. Okay. Often, um, often for the credit cards. The, the, credit card, the credit cards are just notorious. People leave thousands of them, and even thousands of them at one place. Drinker's Pub in Rittenhouse, oh. <laughs> 19th and Chestnut. Okay. If you walk in the door, turn to the left, and you'll see what looks like a mosaic. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And I think you have it on the screen here. <laughs> oh, my God. Those are credit They're cards? credit cards that people have left at the bar. That's actually kind of a pretty mosaic. <laughs> it, it is. is. They turn it into art. Are they we do. are we, are we led to believe, Michael, these have uh, since been canceled, these cards? Well, actually, uh, yes, they have. And they actually punch a hole in them. So, okay. All right. Yeah, uh, so they can't be so, used. Yeah, so some creep doesn't take one off the wall and go, hey, look. You know. But... Um, the owner told me that he has two thousand more, and he has no place to put them. So what? What is? Oh. So what is the obligation? Obviously, of a restaurant, if they attempt to get the credit card back to you, uh, how long are they required to? Or are they required to hold on to it? I don't know. I think they just hold on to it, just thinking that the person's going to come back in a day or so, and then right. they forget about it, and it's in a drawer. Yeah. And uh, if, if the person doesn't actively make the effort, they're not obliged. You know, I mean, I I, I know it's like sometimes. One time I did, one of the few times I did, and I was called by the place when I got home. You know, they they said you left your card here, and and went back and got it. But I mean, you're supposed to make a, a you're supposed to make a a precursory effort, right? Yeah, I. I but also, Steve, you got to figure sometimes. Uh, I, you know, how many of these people aren't from Philadelphia? Maybe they're, they're in for business or travel or you know whatever, and they leave and. Uh, and you know they're not going to come back to Philadelphia just for yeah. a credit card. You just, yeah. you well, just cancel it, it. get yeah. another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. A thought process. But you still need another. You know, hope you have another card <laughs> right. for the rest sure. of your trip. That's maybe <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, this is unbelievable. This wall. Yeah, but, but it makes a good a good talking point. It sure does. <laughs> you know, also it's the way also the credit cards are presented to you or at at restaurants. If you have a folded thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in the yep. flap inside. That's what I do. Right, right. You Leave it right in there. Right, right, right. And and uh, some places have the uh, 
for a while they were going around with the with the swipe thing right at the table. Yeah, and I you don't see that as much, but that seemed to be the building rage where they go around and okay, we'll, we'll transact it all right here. And, oh. and when, you know what, Steve? There's there's a new trend now. Uh, in fact, uh, God, uh, Fogo has it. Where it, they basically are bringing the computer right to you. Yeah. Where you can, I mean, if there's four people sitting at the table, they're like, here, you do yours, you do yours, and it's all on one computer, and you can just, you know, you don't have to worry about the actual waiter or waitress splitting your tab for you. You can split it on your own. Yeah, well, there's also well. another piece of that is where uh, there's a scam going, and there's always been a scam with waiters taking your credit card. And stealing your information. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's another topic. Yeah. I, I worked at a restaurant in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. It was a great job. And uh, um, one of the servers stole the restaurant number and uh, stole the restaurant number, stole the credit card number and uh, used it to call a sex hotline. Oh, and this was back in the day when that was a thing to do. And uh, they, that person uh, eventually got fired. Uh, but, it was, you know, I, I guess it still goes on. That was a heck of a tip. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I want to go to this call real quick. Uh, Annalisa. Annalisa, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, so you wanted to jump in on this conversation, Stuff Left Behind. Is this something you left behind? <laughs> Not me, actually. Um, I'm a server at P.F. Chang's in Atlantic City, okay. and it was uh, Valentine's Day, and we're going to clean up, you know, bust the table after the two top left, and we go and we see under the table there's a thong. A thong! A pair of underwear. Yeah. <laughs> so someone was uh, excited, I guess. Uh, yeah! <laughs> They felt okay. the need to slip them off real quick and wow. maybe, uh, you know, yeah. let their fingers do the walking oh under the God. table. Yeah. Did he come right, back for him? Oh, yeah. oh, that's funny. So what did you get? What'd you do with it? Did you just throw them away immediately or did you hang on to them and see if somebody come back and claim them? Right. Well, we, we gave it to the kitchen staff in the back. We said, here you go. Take care of this. He chased it around like a cat. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Annalise. I appreciate it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I bet oh. you that happens, if, it, if especially if it's a place where people tend to get hammered, stuff gets slipped yeah. off. Yeah, maybe. Um, I never did work as a server, so I, I haven't had personal experience with uh, people leaving stuff behind. You were in the kitchen, so people had to walk their karaoke machines back to Yeah, you. and then yeah, yeah, leave yeah. them in the kitchen. Right, right. You know where I bet also people uh, leave them a lot are, uh, Kathy, and you would know this, some bars have like a little hook uh, oh, right. to hang stuff on underneath for ladies with their, you know, the purses. and That's and supposed to stop them from being like clipped. Right, exactly. Right, and, 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 and yet they, end up getting, they end up getting left there. I would imagine they walk out a lot uh, forgetting stuff like that. Any other weird things that you, you've heard from stories? Uh, weird things? Like, well, I, the kicker of the story I thought was pretty good. Um, this guy came back and said he had left a satchel, um, and the staff said, well, what's in this satchel? And he explained that there was a sex toy and sunglasses in the satchel. <laughs> okay. And, of course, the staff had already examined said satchel and uh, handed it back to him with that comment. Okay. But I think the, 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 the kicker for this, to me anyway, is that he was carrying a satchel. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, where, where, where else would you carry purse. your sex toy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Preston, we all have our sex toy satchels. It's part of our deal. Our I look. wear a holster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, keep them pull them all both yeah. out. Yeah, double Whack. barrel. Yeah. Do it. Uh, I saw, Michael, that uh, not that long ago you rated the new uh, uh, Wawa burger and chicken sandwich and waffle fries. Yeah, I'm still recovering from that one. <laughs> Are you really? Oh, my God. I but, don't know. Uh, I, 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 every once in a while I like a, you know, a real, like, low-end burger. I, you know, and, and so any redeeming element to it? <laughs> He's thinking hard about God. it. I, it was served fast. I don't know. I mean, it was. I mean, because I do no like snob. Wawa stuff. I'm absolutely no snob, snob when it comes to food. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Taste like everybody else, and it was it was 
scary. And actually, I was I'm really disappointed scary. at Wawa. Scary. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed at Wawa because they tend to do things well, at least better than average. Right. Okay? Right. Yeah. And I was disappointed that they had put this out, even as a, a test. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they would take? They, they obviously you're one who has a certain bit of authority when it comes to food. Might they listen to your? Your assessment and incorporate that in because this is sort of in the beta testing stage, right? Yeah, this is, uh, but this is like alpha. This is not. (laughs) There's I. I, How many restaurants is it in? uh, Four. Well, I don't know. As of the time I wrote the piece, maybe between four and six. And do you know how they choose which restaurants they do it in? No, I'm not into that. Okay, the methodology there. I guess uh, maybe there's the volume, the sales volume of the store. Possibly, yes. yeah. It, what, uh, yeah, the amount of the uh, maybe sandwiches that they're selling and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I can't help it. I want to. I want to try it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'd try it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. We'll see what it's all about, Michael. By the way, we, we before we've we've miscorrectly identified you as a as a food critic. Oh my and you're God. like, no, I'm not a food critic. I'm not. What, Craig Leban is our food critic. What's the difference between what you do and being a food critic? Well, it's the re- reporting of the scene, the openings, the closings, the concept changes. Sometimes I dabble in like food, like Wawa, which is not a restaurant, of course. Yeah. Right. You know, but but I don't, you don't you don't comment on the cuisine. Not so much. Okay. I mean, sometimes I'll give it like an opinion, like the alleged cheesesteak that the Wells Fargo Center is now selling. The alleged <laughs> cheesesteak. Well, it's, okay. It's, okay. Um, I'll put this out for you guys: ground pork, uh, a melted cheese sauce like a whiz, onions. On a pretzel roll, is that a cheesesteak? Doesn't sound like one. Wait, to ground me. pork? No, yeah, because yeah. ground pork. Ground First of all, that's not a cheesesteak. That's yeah, pork. that's, that's ground like pork. A, yeah, okay. but you posted a picture on your like a, on your okay. Twitter account, Michael, and it, it looks appealing to me. I, I don't. I wouldn't consider it a cheesesteak. I don't think, but it looks like a right. good sandwich. I, I love pretzel sandwich. bread. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about pretzel bread, but it uh, yeah, the crust it's so, salt. so effing seductive. It's because it's really cool. Because the and this is one thing I can. Uh, comment on is the the quality of this that the the cheese and the you know pork is naturally has a sweetness to it right yeah. so you get the salt from the pretzel roll it's actually a really good sandwich is it a cheesesteak uh, though and it's that's not a cheesesteak no and that's it's, where like the Wells Fargo Center put this out on on Twitter and really pissed people off <laughs> really <laughs> oh people the, get the, passionate the response was it was visceral it was like and then of course there are people get saying oh I just give me a Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you. What if you were to serve the Wawa burger inside a pretzel roll? Would that make it better? No. Okay. <laughs> Yo, can I just say that the Wawa pretzels, they are on point, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they don't. There's no other pretzel, uh, soft pretzel, I think, like it. And uh, It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's, and it's, it, it, I and think it's, it's an good. acquired taste. Do you know what I, 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 like, like I like this. I, like I don't think they even bake them, though. I think they just buy them. Do they? I, I don't oh, care. Really? I think so. I don't yeah. care. You no, know what you do? When you're riding home, just sit on them. It warms them up nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I had some friends come in from out of town, and uh, they asked me if Wawa has a signature dish. And, <laughs> and I thought, uh, I was thinking about it, and I don't think that they do. I think just Wawa as an entity. Uh, you, the classic Italian hoagie is what I'd put up But there. I wouldn't. Okay. But I wouldn't qualify that as a Wawa signature di- dish. I would, you know, the classic, okay, no, they, I, they I call, created anything. Right. I call Wawa for when people come out from in from out of town, not familiar. I say it is. It's think of it as a, as a as a deli. It's its own thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just and and they have them in Florida now. My sister lives in St. Petersburg. My mom and sister. I just sent them some gift cards. They had never been. It's been they've been, wow. it's been down there for a couple of years. Yeah. So they've never been to Wawa. I talked to my sister yesterday. She's freaking out over <laughs> no it. No kidding, really. And she gets. I guess they make a they make a turkey and avocado 
hoagie down okay. there, and this Ooh. is it's her John now. <laughs> oh, her John. Spreading the John. <laughs> Spreading the John. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, I can't think of a signature thing, right? That would like maybe the be meatballs? exclusively of theirs. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't invent meatballs. I know. I is know. this is, with the sizzly? Uh, I don't know. That's, yeah. a, that's a practice. You know what? Yeah, I, so. We've always loved the meat, the freaking meatballs from Wild. Hey, Wild. No, yeah. I, that's like, what I just said. Yeah. How about the gobbler? Somebody just the gobbler. All right, oh, the gobbler. gobbler. Around, around the holiday. Yeah. 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 So maybe well, well, what's your what's your what what's your uh, embarrassed to admit ultimate guilty pleasure when it comes to food here in Philadelphia? Oh my God. Mm. Has to be pastrami on rye from Herschel's Deli in the Reading Terminal Market. Well, oh, that's a classic. I mean, yeah. I, and and followed up really closely by a cheesesteak from Denick's. Well, actually, uh-huh. better, better yet, the, the roast pork from Denick's across the. Those aisle. are good things, though. But I think he means by guilty pleasure. Guilty You'd pleasure. almost be embarrassed. To yeah. Admit. Oh, embarrassed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a burger like from Wawa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. Because <laughs> I is anything coming to mind to you guys? Guilty pleasure. <laughs> you know what I? Uh, Casey actually used to like the uh, uh, the cheesesteak from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And it that, that would be considered a guilty a guilty pleasure. pleasure. It wasn't bad. No, and it so really that's wasn't. the thing. I, I tried it basically in an ironic sort of fashion. Oh, okay, let's see what. And I was I was like, oh, this is actually it's actually oh. pretty decent. Now it's not something I would ever order over a, a cheesesteak from my Seven yeah. Eleven pizza. Oh, yeah. okay. Occasionally, pizza. yeah, yeah. It's like school pizza. Hmm. You know, I can't. No. All right. See, so your 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 palate's too cultivated. You don't no, no. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't have any guilty pleasures. I guess. All right. I don't know. <laughs> well, listen. I, real, no guilt. <laughs> real quick, because we're going to wrap in a moment. Uh, your daughter is a chef. Yes, she's she a vegan chef. Yes. Uh, and does she have a restaurant? Yes. It's actually not a restaurant so much as it is a private venue sort of restaurant. She does off-premise oh. catering. It's oh. Miss Rachel's Pantry. It's amazing. And uh, she does dinners like two nights a week. It's reservation only. Sells out every time. It's actually a smart way to do business. This way she doesn't have to worry about, am I going to get 50 people today or 150 people today? Okay. And she does a lot of weddings. So if the bride's vegan, we, the wedding's vegan. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Pretty just good. wanted to give that a little plug. Yeah. All right, Thank well, you. listen, the, the article that we were speaking about, about people, the, the various uh, um, humorous and interesting things that people leave behind, uh, is that on Inquirer.com right now? It is, and you can actually find it easily, my stuff easily, by just going to Inquirer.com slash Mike. Okay, that's easy. Right to my stuff. Real uh, quick. Slash any, Wawa Hamburger. Anything, <laughs> uh, anything interesting to report? New and interesting in the world of, of restaurants that we should either keep an eye out for or is coming up or that uh, we should go to right now? Uh, I really, really like, um, let's see. Gosh, I, I keep thinking the, the last place I've been to. Um, I don't know. Just keep, sheets? Like, keep reading. Pardon? Keep reading. Sheets? Sheets? <laughs> I don't think Sheets is coming to this area. No. Hold on, Marissa. Marissa should be a consultant uh, yeah, or she should, should. Be, she like, should be a guest on your in your column, Marissa. Well, thanks to Michael, and I get his uh, newsletter every week, and literally every week there's, like, happy hour ideas, and there's restaurants that are opening and closing, and, like, delectable food photos. So I suggest that you uh, sign up for his newsletter today. Uh, there's a new brewery that's opening in Collegeville that's in there that I now want to go to because of his really? photos. Yeah, that's, there's, like, really great stuff. right by stuff. me. There you okay. go. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, Marissa, and thank you, Michael. Always good to see you. We appreciate you stopping by.
Thanks for having me. You got it. Michael Klein, guys. We're going to take a break. I'm going to give away some uh, passes to see our friend Mike Berbiglia. We made the announcement yesterday of his show coming to town. The Miriam Theater. It is Thursday, May 7th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. And uh, we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. We're going to set you up. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Casey Boys, Saturday at 1.30 at the Kimmel Center before Pops Rocks, Phil Collins, the music of Genesis and Phil Collins. Tickets on sale now at KimmelCenter.org. 93.3 WMMR, everything and everywhere that rocks. So before we get to our next guest, let's take another run at the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. And it's brought to you by Jose Cuervo, father of tequilas. And don't miss Jose Cuervo at the Preston Steve Cardboard Classic tomorrow at Jack Frost, where the best Cuervo-inspired sled takes home 300 bucks. Jose! We'll be with Jose. All right, so let me get to some stories to share with you. Authorities say that they've identified a man believed to have stolen a donation box from a Southern Alberta Tim Horton store, and he used a rubber chicken to disguise his activity. The old rubber chicken ruse. He did it. <laughs> they said the man went into a Tim Horton's location. Which is known for their rubber chicken. Just north of Calgary and went up to the counter holding a rubber chicken. Police say the suspect then used the phony fowl to cover up the donation box, which he promptly removed from the store. How big was this rubber chicken? It was pretty large. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It must have um, been like a sitting hen. It doesn't look like your standard rubber chicken. I saw a picture of it. Because you wouldn't be able to get a regular box inside a rubber chicken. No, officials say that the story went public. They gathered enough information, and they positively identified the suspect... Uh, his identity has not been released, and there is no word on any charges at this point. Diabolical. It is. Uh, there's something great about buying a plant. Take yeah. care of it. You actually have it survive more than a week or two. You're good. So imagine the shock that woman one woman must have felt when she realized a plant she had been caring for and watering for two years... <laughs> Was actually made out of plastic. Oh my, what was it? Was it a succulent? It was Casey. Nuh-uh. It was a succulent. They look plastic. They do. Yeah, they do. Kaylee Wilkes awesome. shared her story. And I am the champ on her Facebook page where she wrote, "I have this beautiful succulent for about two years now. I was so proud of this plant. It was full, beautiful coloring, just an overall perfect plant. I had it in my kitchen window, and I had a wa- I was watering the plant. I had a watering plan for it. She said, yeah. "If someone else tried to water my succulent, it would I would get so defensive because I just wanted to keep good care of it. I absolutely loved my succulent. Unfortunately, when she decided to transplant the plant into a new vase, she made the shocking discovery." Did I go to pull it from the original plastic container? It was purchased with with to learn that this plant was actually fake. I put so much love into this plant. I washed its leaf, leaves. I tried my hardest to keep it looking its best, and it is completely plastic. Does it matter, though, at that point? She said, how did I not know this? I pull it from the container. It's sitting on styrofoam with sand glued to the top. I even named it China because that's what it says on one of the leaves. Wilk <laughs> shared uh, photos of the plant, which does look to be real from the top. Once uh, pulled from the container, however, it is clearly not. She said, I feel like these last two years have been a lie. <laughs> so, yes, it was indeed plastic. Mm-hmm. Authorities say a driver dressed as Spider-Man exposed himself to a woman at a stoplight. 
The incident was reported around 7 a.m. According to police, a 44-year-old woman reported that the driver of a four-door sedan dressed in a Spider-Man costume made an obscene gesture to her while they were waiting at the red light. Wait till you see me make some web. Uh, The woman told police that the driver rolled down his window and exposed himself to her before the light changed and he drove away. (laughs) Authorities say there wasn't any contact between the victim and the suspect. I wonder what the impetus was for for dressing as Spider-Man to go expose yourself. Concealed his identity, yeah. uh, you know, uh, he did it without getting caused. All right, uh, I got this story from a listener okay. uh, who sent this to me, and he happens uh, to be uh, a spokesman for the Department of Transportation in Delaware. So if you live near Hartley, Delaware, and you recent now, I, I'm, I preface this so you won't say it ahead of time, Steve. He gave an interview, and he quoted you. Really? Okay. Okay, so just keep this in all mind. Right, all right. If you live in Hartley, Delaware, and recently lost your cow, there's a chance that state authorities found him, but not before he had a little adventure. So you know what's coming, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, The state is looking for the owner of the young bovine, which is estimated between eight months and a year old, after Delaware road workers found the free-roaming farm animal on Route 8 on Tuesday. Two residents nearby made friends with the stray calf by offering uh, it a haven from oncoming traffic. Allie uh, Eistens who let the young bull into her backyard, said that her mother-in-law was at home with her son around noon on Tuesday, and she looked out the window and said, oh, my God, there's a cow in your yard. Uh, so they apparently the, the Department of Transportation worker asked if it belonged to her. She said no, but she said we can keep it here for now until you find the uh, the owner of oh, that's it. That's nice. So two uh, Del Dot employees were at their lunch break in the area when they saw the calf just standing around on the roadway. Now, according uh, to the transportation spokesperson who sent me this, C.R. McLeod, uh, they started knocking on the doors of a few homes in the area in an attempt to find the owner. He said, we told it to move. McLeod said, thankfully, we avoided an utter catastrophe. Yay! There you go. And he directly emailed me and said, I quoted Steven. Ah, it's an honor. So I had to share yeah. this in the bizarre file. <laughs> it's an old joke that never, uh, so never doesn't work. All right, and then one last story, and this one a lot of people sent to me. Because of a conversation we had just a couple of days ago, and maybe you guys saw the video of this. Look at us affecting the news. BMW versus pickup truck. Yes. Uh, Los Angeles police are investigating an extreme road rage incident that was partly captured in a video shared on social media. We were just talking about jerk drivers either being in a pickup truck or a BMW. Yeah, and the the war finally took place. A 20-second witness video shows the driver of a white BMW sedan ramming repeatedly into a pickup truck in North Hollywood. Uh, police said the incident took place Monday evening near Victory Boulevard and Laurel Canyon. In the video, the BMW can be seen chasing the pickup truck while its driver's side door is open. You can hear the person capturing the video saying, oh, my God, as they catch the tire squealing action. And uh, David Zulian was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. There are also people, though, that say that the truck hit the BMW first. Ah. So who uh, knows? Hashes out in court. But the uh, the two uh, had a uh, a war on the streets of Hollywood. It's Battle pretty, of the douchebags. It's a pretty wild video. All right, and there you go. That is a bizarre file. Speaking of pretty wild video, you should be seeing plenty of that after our cardboard classic tomorrow. There's always great video. <laughs> and we're adding to the perspectives of that because we have our own in-house video crew with Nick Murphy and company. Uh, but we are going to have our friends from PHL 17 that are going to be on location. And I believe they're going to 
feature it on uh, the Weekend Filler Show. I just want to double check on that. Yes. So we'd like to welcome from WP, or, uh, yeah, from uh, PHL, PHL 17. There's W's, there's B's, there's PHL's. Uh, Monica Cryan and Jenna Meisner. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, ladies. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have your mic on there, Monica. We don't need to listen to it. Oh. Oh, stop it. Uh, Well, thank you guys for coming in this morning. Thank you for having us. I think you guys were telling me that you've already spoke to some of our contestants. We did. We talked to Bob from Glen Olden today. Okay. Yeah, we got a little preview. Did, oh yeah! What, did you what, go see his uh, his creation? Or we did, and uh, Cheyenne, our reporter, featured it. And at first, I wanted to keep it a secret, but then I remembered we had it on the air it was live on this morning. So <laughs> anyone in Philadelphia could have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> what was no it? What was secret. what was his Looney like? Tunes? Yes. And it was like the firecracker in Looney Tunes. Yeah, Bob's from Delaware County. He's been sending me pictures. So it's the Roadrunner yeah, and yeah. the and the Coyote on on the Acme rocket. Yes, thing. Okay. the rocker. Yeah, um, I love it. So. I guess maybe he's competing for time if he's... No, he's going for design. Yeah. Design, so okay. time, and you guys are newbies to it, so you're, you're going to find out. And Monica, you're definitely going to be there, right? I will. I'll be there tomorrow morning, yeah. So the time ones, the speed, they're usually just like a flat toboggan. A flat one. That one person will jump on and take off. They on. want to rock it down. They want to make it as aerodynamic yeah. uh, aerodynamic as possible. The, the the meat and potatoes are these incredible yeah. monstrosities that come down. I mean... Just when you think they've exceeded the boundaries of cardboard and what you can do with cardboard, yeah. every year bring something. I mean, we saw something last year. It was the uh, it was the uh, the slinky dog. Oh my yeah. gosh! Uh, it was I mean, that was huge. It How was, many people were in that? Like forty. Forty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like a crazy, crazy amount of people and uh, things that come down that you, you just and also things that don't quite make it. So we also honor. Epic fails, yeah. yeah, and there are many of those as well. Yeah, it's now, so fun. Now, Monica, you being a meteorologist, yes. can you tell us what the latest is on the Jack Frost area as far as weather goes? Well, tomorrow? I know you guys are all concerned about rain because yeah. it is in the forecast. But I think the good news is, is a lot of that rain, the heaviest especially, moves in in the afternoon and evening. Um, so it's going to move in from the south. It'll hit Philly first and continue to move its way north. So I think the earlier we get this in, the yeah. better. So right. we, yeah, we, we usually try to get it started by like ten thirty. Yeah. And it's done by twelve thirty, right? So yeah. should we be should we be in the pocket at that time? Yeah, it's, it's going to move in in the afternoon. So I, I really think, like, if we can, you know, yeah, get it going, <laughs> yeah, get yeah, it, yeah. you know, earlier the better. And then maybe at the tail end, we'll start to see some of that rain move in. But I think we'll, we're safe. Is it going to be overcast in the morning? It'll be overcast, Good. partly cloudy skies. That keeps the sun from uh, melting right. everything. And then it's going to be cooler tomorrow too, which is what we want to see. So yeah, the past few days it's been so mild, and now Friday is going to be much cooler. All right, okay. now. Well, Jenna, you're, you're not going to be able to make it out this year? I have to stay in studio and give the traffic, unfortunately. Damn it. But I'm trying to get her to go next year with me. Okay. Are you guys going to be carrying any of this live, or is this all just going to be... I'll be live um, oh, okay. starting at 5 a.m., so I don't know I don't know if anybody else is going to be out there. I'm going to be on the mountain myself. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing show prep, yeah. yeah. No, by 6, you'll <laughs> yeah. start seeing people show up, so, yeah, so it, I, it will it will start to happen. I think 5 a.m., I'm just going to have fun by myself yeah. on the mountain, and then after that, I'll, you know, hopefully see you guys and we'll, we'll do some fun things live well we'll be there at five so yeah so you'll, you'll see us you but just won't see anybody else the tailgate <laughs> starts probably about six six thirty and then it carries on throughout the rest of the morning 
I want to ask both of you guys, are you familiar with the comedian uh, Bert Kreischer? Have you ever heard or seen Bert before? No. So he'll be up there as well. And uh, Bert's a great guy. He's hilarious. And he's building a sled now. Uh, he's like a today. little late, little late right to the now. game. Yeah, do a yeah. little Bert research. Yeah. He's a guy who's, uh, you remember the movie Van Wilder at all? You probably don't remember yeah. that. But they, he was the base. He was the, f- that was his story. It was yeah, based were, on him. So he's a lunatic. Yeah. Now, you know what I didn't think about until this morning about Bert is, yeah. He's got to go down with his shirt off, right? Oh, he's, no. he's going to show up with his shirt off. He'll have to. <laughs> yeah. He's known for doing entire Netflix specials with his shirt off. With, well, then shirt. it makes sense. And yeah. he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a larger guy, uh, and uh, so he, he will be there as but well. bizarrely yeah. athletic. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but just to sort of put everything into perspective, I think that the sled construction that he is uh, attempting <laughs> maybe started yesterday just with the purchasing of the materials, right? Mind, uh, mind you that people have begun, started well, their sleds that, five, six months that's ago. That's the point I'm yeah. getting to is, yeah. do you know how long ago Bob Haven started his <laughs> sled construction? Did he, he indicate? I would say several months. Yeah. And yeah. Planning, at least. I tried to talk Bert at it. <laughs> I just said, you, you, you'll, you can hop on any float that you want to. Or They'd be glad that you to have to. He likes the challenge. Yeah, yeah, but he likes the challenge. He yeah. really does. Which, by the way, Monica, are you going to try to get on one tomorrow? I Definitely. hope she does. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see that. Yeah, for sure. So I did, I did get a helmet, though. So I'll be the one in the helmet. Because <laughs> Very good. Safety, safety first. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think, no, I think that's great. Thank you, Kathy. If you have an she... extra one, bring me one. Monica's <laughs> had a head injury and she just wants to protect I'm rubbing herself. off on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'd advise it, to be honest. Uh, and uh, by the way, so uh, the weekend filler show. Uh, when is that on, and when will people see this uh, this on there? So that's weekend, Saturday night. Uh, usually airs around 11.30. So I'm assuming that would be the next Saturday, this following Saturday here. So, you, so right. day after tomorrow or, or the following week, you think, that you'll have a feature? There'll be a lot of <laughs> editing. That yeah, I, I think you're, you're probably talking the following Saturday. Yeah, yeah, just right. keep watching. You'll have to watch Saturdays. PHL 17 Morning News, and then we'll tell you <laughs> about right. Weekend Filler. Right, and then right. watch all the way through. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> but we'll be live Friday morning. Um, all right, all right, and Monica, do they do they send you out to stuff like this from time to time? They do. Okay, they do. Not, not as much. This is they're really letting me loose. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, we just try to cage her, uh, <laughs> so we're setting her loose. Well, you guys. You're, you're from the area, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Delco Jenna and I are both media girls. Yeah, ah, Delaware County. Yeah. yeah. Were you friends uh, at, in the past? Or? Oh, I love that. That's we awesome. need that on our show. We do need that every time we <laughs> we're going crazy. Um, and we'll help explain. Uh, no, we were not friends. Uh-huh. We're not even friends yeah, now. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're still not friends. <laughs> uh, okay, we, actually, we, Jenna and I knew friends of friends and knew of each other. But we're suspicious of each other. Right. I was yeah. super jealous because she was working in Philly and I wanted to be in Philly. Um, Where were you? Te- were you Texas? Where were you? I, before this, yeah. I was in Colorado. Colorado, mm. which is the new Texas. Which yeah. is, yes. And I was in <laughs> Texas, Alabama, Connecticut, all okay. those places. Okay. Where yeah. were your high schools? Where'd I went to Marion Mercy, and then I went to Notre Dame Academy, or Academy of Notre Dame. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Notre Dame's more expensive. (laughs) So, yeah, we were rivals in high school. Yeah. But now you're the best of friends. Yeah, Yeah. we are. It's it's The ladies of Delco, they call us on (laughs) Channel 17. All right, so tomorrow morning, starting at 5, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll be able to watch, if you can't make it out, for the uh, the Cardboard Classic, PHL 17. Then we'll look forward to uh, coming up on uh, the Weekend Filler Show at a time 
near you. To be determined. Yes. Yeah, to be determined. So we'll get to that. Uh, but we thank you guys for the coverage. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be really fun. So Monica will have a great time, and Jenna will be the jealous one because uh, yes. she won't be, be there. I have jealous. a feeling next year she'll be joining. I'm going to find my way there. Monica's going to become good friends with the security guard who's going to let her in at a quarter to five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, thank you very much. It's here for Monica Cryer and Hannah Meisner. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Just got good news as far as the weather is concerned from uh, Monica Cryan at uh, PHL 17. She was saying the latest models that she checked out said that there is going to be rain, but not until the afternoon Yeah, Jack Frost. So, but she did kind of put the urgency on keep it moving, keep it moving, get it, get get the Cardboard Classic started and keep it going just in case. So that's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. So at least uh, the start of it, we're, we're, we're solid. We will heed that advice. We always try to end uh, as precisely at 10. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. to get to get the whole thing started for sure, and and uh, and we like to kick it off by ten thirty if we can. Uh, but I, I remember there there have there were a couple of years ago. It might have been the year before the nor'easter, where it it was going to rain, and some of the groups like uh, the Tiki yeah. uh, group uh, had decided not to participate because they had put so much time and effort into their creation that they wanted to protect it. Uh, from the weather, so they didn't make it, but a lot of people did anyway, even though it, it had rained. Uh, so you can pull it off, oh, even, yeah. even though it rains. Well, by hook or crook, we do it. But we're going to be good uh, this year. The, oh, yeah. The weather should be uh, should be playing in our favor. So I'm going to uh, say near optimum. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, quickly, uh, uh, Marissa just brought me up to speed on a, a friend's birthday today. I did not know. Uh, our friend Kyle McCarty, it oh. is his birthday today. That's him. That's him singing. And... Uh, he worked in our video department for a while as well. And he's 28 years old today. So 28. I wish a happy birthday to uh, Kyle's good man. What of your What of the Kyle songs that he has created is your favorite? Do, do you recall? I oh, it was uh, the the last winter activities that he did where he uh, <laughs> he just started tra- going off into stuff that had nothing to do. <laughs> With Kathy's holiday, is this it? Kathy? Yeah. Holiday yeah, here it is. Activities <laughs> list is You know, Kathy's been thirsting, researching, and bursting to bring us some cheer. Oh, I can't wait to see what's on the list this year. Maybe potato vodka, so fun things for Kwanzaa, or even a mix of them both. Though that seems unlikely, it might be fun to see a rabbi in African clothes. African clothes. <laughs> I have gone so far off track, it is I'm supposed to be telling of all of the fun things Kathy has this year. <laughs> Kathy's holiday activities. Kathy's holiday activities. Kathy's holiday activities. List is here. And he did that like last minute. He did. He did it the night before. He did it like the night before. (laughs) He did the list. He whipped it together, recorded it. 
Did all the multi-tracking himself. He's a really talented. Pretty guy. amazing. He's, he's looking for work great. right now. He's out of work. He needs he needs a place to, to great. work. Can we hire him? I wish we could hire him. I, me too. Yep. But uh, anyhow, happy birthday. Speaking of that, by the way, uh, are we getting spring activities coming up? Um, Is that going to happen? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Maybe. Okay. We're, How's that? We're thinking about it. <laughs> right, we'll see. All right. Uh, in the meantime, we got to do a lesson question today. $50 gift card for Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue Restaurant. They'll be... In the Cardboard Classic tomorrow, they've been doing it for 12 or 13 years. The question I have for you this morning is, what kind of pastry does uh, William Shatner like to eat with his morning coffee and horse semen? Oh, my God. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. It's a type of pastry. We've already got the horse semen and the coffee, but what type of pastry does William Shatner, because he's a a horse breeder, and he got all the horse semen in the divorce with his wife, Literally, it's it's the the news story. So anyhow, let's see if you know the pastry that he likes to have with his coffee and horse semen. Two one five two six three WMR. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, more news about that controversial Woody Allen autobiography scheduled to be released later this year. Apparently, the book, which has caused anger amongst molestation victims, will have an audio version read by former Subway pitchman Jared Fogle. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Political pundits saying Mike Bloomberg's Super Tuesday showing was death dealt a death blow by a video of the billionaire wiping his mouth and licking his fingers while touching food on a snack table. To make matters worse, a second video surfaced yesterday of Bloomberg making his daughter's peanut butter and Ebola sandwiches. Oh. Hey! And finally, Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, has been arrested by U.S. Marshals for failing to register as a sex offender. Minaj herself took it all in stride, saying it's one of those classic husband complaints. He won't take out the garbage. He leaves his clothes on the floor. He's an attempted rapist with a murder conviction. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood show. Let's get a winner uh, this morning for the uh, lesson question. What kind of pastry does Shatner like to eat with his morning coffee and horse semen? 215-263-WMMR. That's our number. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Hey. All right, Kevin, what does he like with his uh, horse semen? Uh, Bear claw. Bear claw. You got it. You got it. it. Hang on, Kev. We're going to give you a $50 gift card for Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue Restaurant. Take apart their 12th and 13th cardboard classic. They're going to be selling pulled pork and brisket sandwiches from their sled. And donating the proceeds to Fill Abundance. You can check them out at 265 East Township Line Road in Upper Darby, a barbecue-based business with vegan and vegetarian options. Online at secretsaucebbq.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I got a few stories for you here. We're going to begin with one that is about Ghost, the band. Ooh. Uh, played one final show in support of its 2018 album prequel on Tuesday night in Mexico City and ended the gig and the touring cycle by introducing the next figure who will front the band Ooh. when it returns in 2021. So during the saxophone solo in the song Miasma, Papa Neil, or Nile, I guess is how you say his last name. Papa Nile. An elderly ancestor to the three characters known as Papa Emeritus 1, 2, and 3, who yeah. have sung with the group, collapsed 
a large group of ghost nuns then came out and and around current singer Cardinal Copia and transformed him into Papa Emeritus IV. So it's now the newest one is Papa Emeritus IV. That is correct. And who's Neil? Uh, No, Niall, I guess. Papa Niall. I don't know who played him uh, as, as he came out. So after the show... Uh, Ghost shared a few photos on its official Instagram and uh, wrote, Gracias, Mexico City, for your hospitality and warmth. We couldn't pick a better place to witness the atonement, anointment I'm sorry, of Cardinal Copia at, to Papa Emeritus IV. Of course, Copia and all four, four versions of Papa have been portrayed by the same person, that is Tobias Forge, Ghost Mastermind, who's been here in our studio before. And now, from the bowels of hell, the latest in your iteration of the Papa's Papa Smurf. <laughs> uh, Papa Emeritus III was retired in favor of Cardinal Copia before the release of prequel in... I can't keep track of this crap. ...June 2018. So they got a new guy. Sort of. Or a new persona, I should say, that's going to be fronting the band. Papa... Metallica has announced the launch of its own vinyl club through uh-huh. which the band will release rare recordings, demos, rough mixes, and live rarities in the coming months. Fans can sign up for a subscription to the club through March 31st. A subscription includes four 7-inch singles and other collectibles, possibly including stickers, posters, guitar picks, and more, uh, that the band will send out over uh, the year. Pierre should sign up for that. Yeah. According to the band, many of the songs will appear on vinyl for the first time. Lars said in a 2018 why vinyl (laughs) mattered so much to him, uh, explaining, I still have all my old records. I still occasionally take them out. I would be lying to you if I said that there was no nostalgic undertone to the whole thing. It sounds so warm. It's uh, just nice to be able to sit down and listen to music for no other reason than to sit down and listen to music. Yeah, he's right. Uh, so Whatever that means. They're starting that up, and you can sign up for it if you like. Slipknot and Stone Sour singer Corey Taylor's son, Griffin, and Griffin's band, Vended, will play their first headlining show March 8th at the iconic local club called Vaudeville Muse in Des Moines, Iowa, which they're from Des Moines. Uh, Griffin, who looks a lot like his old man, previously showcased his skills when he joined his dad on stage during Stone Sour shows in 2017 and 18. He also played cover tunes uh, with Sean Crayon's son, Simon Crayon, who is also invented. Uh, Clown's daughter, Alexandria Crayon Conway, has uh, snapped Vended's uh, press picks. Uh, so it's kind so of it's a, all a family it's affair. A family thing, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he's going to give it a shot. We'll see how they do. Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith and Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler will be honored at the 8th annual Adopt the Arts Benefit Concert to be held Tuesday, May 12th at the Avalon in Hollywood. According to a press release, Smith and Butler, along with visual artist Shepard Fairey, will be honored for their meaningful impact on our culture through their music and art. It will raise funds for the Adopt the Arts program, whose mission is to fund music and art education across the country and build partnerships to ensure that all students have access to well-rounded education. Uh, appearing and performing at the benefit will be Adopt the Arts co-founder and former GNR drummer Matt Sorum. Also, Slash and Duff McKagan will be there. Uh, Metallica bassist Robert Truillo, uh, the cult guitarist Billy Duffy, Rob Zombie, Axeman John Five, and others with more to be announced. Uh, Pearl Jam will reportedly hold a one-night-only event at movie theaters in the U.S. and Canada on March 25th 
two days before the band's new album, Gigaton, arrives on the 27th. Uh, the event, dubbed a global listening party for the entire album, is described in an AMC theater listing as an amazing cinematic experience, which will also be enhanced with visuals as Pearl Jam project their vision like never before with an experimental event befitting of Gigaton's scope, size, and spirit. So it's something created, uh, a visual thing created for the thing? Yeah. Because I heard they are just going to show Ernest Goes to Jail. No way! <laughs> with the new music playing? I don't know. It's a sobering story about the justice system in America <laughs> and how many people can get lost, even someone as jocular as Ernest. <laughs> jocular. Know what we mean? <laughs> Uh, theaters and showtimes have yet to be officially Many consider him sort of the court jester of the legal system. Uh, showtimes have yet to be officially unveiled. Will you go to this, Nick? That sounds pretty cool. I had no idea about it until you just read that story. Okay. Uh, but um, they did this uh, theatrical release a few years ago for PJ20, uh, which was the documentary about Pearl Jam, but also about the Seattle scene for, for 20 years. And it was really cool. And I got to see that in the theater. And it's um, it's always cool to see any band that you love in, on the big screen. You don't yeah. get to do it that often. So Can you get uh, snow caps? Uh, probably. Yeah. Right? I mean, why not? Depends yeah. on where you go, really. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Better phone ahead. <laughs> uh, Kings of Leon are teasing a return to action four years after the release of the band's last studio album, Walls. Uh, the Southern Alt Rockers Instagram account added three new images late last week, forming one complete image of the band inside a recording studio. Huh. No word yet on when they will share music from their eighth studio LP, but they do have dates in Europe set up for later this year. It's interesting. that Those are the only posts that they have on their Instagram account. They have Ever. Six, 16 total, yeah. So I don't know if they scrubbed the account. And Oh, there's also one from Hope Solo's Butthole there. If you look. Yeah, that's at the bottom. Yeah. That's just an homage. And then lastly, as expected, Genesis will reunite later this year for the band's first series of dates in 13 years. I did not see this coming. I didn't either. Uh, The band's upcoming, uh, uh, it's called the Last Domino Tour 2020, will comprise of nine dates across the UK and Ireland, kicking off on November 16th in Dublin. There's a song called Domino on Invisible Touch. Okay. And Phil Collins, Mike Rutherford, and Tony Banks will hit Belfast along with five British cities, Liverpool, Newcastle, London, Leeds, and Birmingham. Uh, So far, no North American dates have been announced, but I'll bet you if they do well and it feels good, they'll come to the States. Well, they shot a concert movie here at the uh, at the Spectrum years ago. And, in fact, the radio station featured in that documentary mm-hmm. or that concert movie, WMMR. Was that Three Sides Live or was that something else? It was in and around that time. Okay. They do the In the Cage medley, yeah. you know, which is one of their, their great audience pleasers. So it's, it's a great show. Nice. Speaking of concerts, uh, MMR rocks Tenacious D, the Purple Nurple Tour, twisting hard to the left. October 7th at the Met. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. And we'll take caller number 15 and give you a pair of tickets, 215-263-WMMR. So give us a call right now, and we will set you up. That is a fun show. Oh, yeah. Put you on there. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. This is our last break. When we return, letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and wrap-ups. We'll be right back. Crowbot. 
New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. A little light driving music for you. Pretty. Metallica and one on 93.3 WNMR. Casey was just telling me how he tried really hard uh, to like Metallica. Uh, back when they were, uh, when I guess your friends liked them or something, it just wasn't coming around. Yeah, but that song you could hit. That one song, could, yeah, because I mean, it turns, it starts out very, very melodic and uh, beautiful, and, and even like the, the 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 heavier stuff at the end, I think is uh, some of its best. But yeah. you know, I remember bringing home my friend Dan's um, "Ride the Lightning" cassette and listening to it on my my parents' uh, tape deck player in the dining room, and uh, it just didn't speak to me but that one on the other hand and that's, yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of the first i mean you know enter sandman was their big breakout as mm-hmm. far as them going mainstream yeah but that was the that was the first pseudo breakout song right yeah. there and that was the first time you know, like mtv embrace that that uh, the video and everything it's like so, okay now yeah. we're talking mm-hmm. and then the, the hardcore metallica fans were like they sold out man totally yeah you know? yeah i think mm-hmm. they still bear a grudge but it's um, what well, we were talking not that long ago about uh, our favorite bands at 13, you know, when um, that's when, you know, Guns N' Roses came onto the scene and they were like, you know, a click below what Metallica is and then a few clicks above what, you know, all that hair metal was. I remember speaking of selling out, I remember seeing an interview with Jason Newsted. He goes, yeah, yeah, they said we sold out. Yep, we sell out. Every night, every seat, every place we go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Exactly. All right. It is 1036 on a Thursday morning. We are on the cusp of the Cardboard Classic. It is tomorrow. And I want to thank uh, for coming by this morning from uh, PHL 17. We had uh, Jenna Meisner and Monica Cryan. Yeah. PHL 17 is going to be covering the event live tomorrow. And we'll have some other TV friends that are out there as well. Yes, we always do. And it's wonderful. Yep. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully you'll be a part of it. Uh, Michael Klein came by from the Philadelphia Ooh, yeah. Bar, restaurant and food beat reporter. And we had comedian Francis Ellis here. Yeah. Francis will be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, Friday and Saturday. So it's uh, it's been a good day today. Pierre is uh, in the studio, raring to go. That I am. Yeah. How you doing, man? Oh, it's great. I Wonderful. am great. Uh, it's great outside. Uh, and uh, the anticipation, I think, is high for a cardboard classic tomorrow. Yes, sir. Um, yes, indeed. You figured out your plans yet? I believe I'm going to attempt to go up tonight because I don't trust myself. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, even if I'm in the vicinity, I don't trust myself. Whether you go or not, is Pancake going tonight? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so he'll be there for sure. Tonight. Yeah. Okay. So I've done the drive in the morning. It was one time where I had to stay here yeah, at I some event. That. Yeah, and I, so I left at like... Uh, Three thirty in the morning or whatever to drive up. Brent was doing the overnight, so it was it was fun to listen to MMR right. on, the, on the drive up. Nobody's on the road at three thirty in the morning, so there's there are, that. There are benefits, but uh, yeah, it's probably better to get up there at, at tonight if you can. I've done it both ways, right. um, and uh, gone uh, there like for the first day off on the slopes. I usually will go up that morning, um, but for this, and I have gone up for this. On the morning of, well, it gets so crowded. I mean, so many it people does. show up, and you just want to be able to make sure you can get in and see the uh, see the festivities. And if you're uh, a person who is going just to observe, um, it's a little tiny two lane road that goes from what is mm-hmm. it Route 940 yeah. uh, into Jack Frost Mountain, yeah, uh, yeah, and it can back up um, quite considerably. So do allow yourself enough time. Yeah, yeah. To get I, there. We always see the cars parked along that road. Right. On the way back when leaving, and it's I've seen people walking because they they got there yeah. late, 
and they've got a good half mile to walk before they can get to their car. It, it's That's true. how far down you got to park away. Don't they from do? Them. I think they do a shuttle now, don't they? The, I saw but that I last know. year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where they'll pick you yeah, up, yeah, or yeah. you know, not just on the side of the road. I, well, <laughs> I think I it's know. the other parking lot. There's another parking lot down further. Maybe they pick up there down towards the golf course. Uh, right. which is, a golf course there? yeah, there is a plate. It's a great golf course actually. <laughs> and it's, it's it. at the, it's near the entrance. Okay. When you first turn in that road. Yep. Uh, so maybe they allow parking there. I don't know. I'm not Jack Frost National. Sure. Yeah. Good golf course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you ready for the letter, Dave? Yes, sir. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter D as in doobie doobie do. Perfect. And uh, tomorrow we will give away a three-night stay at one of Icona Resort's beautiful beachfront hotels in Cape May, Diamond Beach, or Avalon, New Jersey. You can learn more about buy one, get one free weekday specials at Icona.com. So we will give that away while we're on the mountain. Now, keep in mind, we'll do it like an hour earlier than we will now. Yes. Uh, Or not an hour, like a half hour earlier. We try to wrap as close to 10 a.m. as we can get it. So we can get on the hill and get that thing started. We're going to try to hedge our bets this year because, you know, I think we're going to be in a nice zone. Get out there, get it going, and we should be golden. Yeah, uh, just by the the weather. There may be rain later on in the afternoon, so we may even we may even wrap up a handful of minutes before 10 a.m. You're we'll going to get done by about 9, I would think. Uh, what, with the show? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, speaking of shows, what's up today? Before I do that, I yes. wanted to mention uh, a friend of all of ours. Uh, is celebrating an anniversary, and his name is Jim Sutcliffe from uh, Live Nation, and he does uh, promo and advance work and uh, is like a liaison for the press and the media to all these events and uh, is one of the most uh, decent and nice people I've ever known. He is. One of the most positive people I have ever, ever met and encountered. I've never seen him... uh, cross or angry or frustrated he um he has i mean uh, a, a tsunami could be coming and he go you know we need some water yeah. i mean he's the most positive person i've i've just about ever met and uh he's 30 years uh he posted on facebook yesterday that he's been in the concert business starting wow. with electric factory concerts Man. uh yeah on uh, at electric factory concerts under the tutelage of larry maggot and then as that uh company morphed into live nation uh staying on with them and He's just, he's a force for good in this world. He's the type of guy, when he eventually retires, uh, the community will have a huge party for him, I right. would imagine. You know what I mean? Oh, certainly. He's yeah. nowhere near that, by the way. He's, he's no, a young no, but guy. I'm just thinking but, uh, it, every, everybody right. likes him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and the, 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 we would be, um, the, the amount of entertainment and the amount of things that he helps bring to this area and helps oversee, um, you may not know the name, but you've certainly been the recipient of his capabilities. Yeah. I, I get excited at how excited he gets. You right. Know, yeah. he, he adds to concerts when you go to a concert with him. You say, oh, you'll check this out, you know, and he loves coming to Yamamoto still. every year. Yeah, he still, still gets fired up. Yeah. It's great. I, I was at the Fillmore, to, as I mentioned, to see Silver Sun Pickups um, on Sunday, and he texted me and said, are you are, are you all right? And I said, I already had a ticket. I didn't get it even from him. My friend bought a ticket for me for the show. And I said, you don't, I'm fine. You don't need to worry. He goes, I'm coming over. And he didn't, I mean, you know, and he came over just to make sure our very little group of three people were cool. And then he said, I got some other things I want to check out on the show. And then he left. 
I mean, it, that that's the level he plays at. He's a great that's guy. Jim cool. Sutcliffe, here's to you. Happy anniversary, Jim Sutcliffe. Don't forget uh-huh. my Green Day and Weezer tickets. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Now, now back to work. All the love, uh, now come the hits. <laughs> All right, what's up today? Uh, we have uh, on our workforce block Shinedown and Queen and Cage the Elephant uh, and a vinyl cut and lots of fun as we anticipate the great day tomorrow. Excellent. All right, thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show brought to you today by hers, uh, making the Phillies more delicious to watch for 74 years and counting. Also, St. Mary Medical Center on a mission to solve cardiovascular problems. St. Mary Healthcare.org and also Auto Lenders. Visit Auto Lenders' newest location in Exton, PA, with over 3,000 vehicles to choose from on autolenders.com, a smarter way to buy a car. As Pierre said, the Cardboard Classic tomorrow. Pierre Robert will be there. Jackson will be there. Our buddy Bert Kreischer <laughs> is going to be there. Uh, and uh, who else? Who else am I leaving out? Oh, the, down the hall. Uh, what, uh, Trey Thomas. Yeah, Trey Thomas, Thomas is yeah. going to be joining us, which is all. He's taking the day off. Isn't that great? To come and hang out at the Cardboard Classic. Yeah. And, and lots of media and, and hopefully you. Yeah, and uh, plenty of uh, uh, MMR personalities. is going to be a damn good time, so make sure you join us. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you at Jack Frost tomorrow. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. To the police officer on the blue route that pulled into the on the shoulder to slow down a guy that was speeding on the shoulder, thank you very much. To the douchebag that slammed into said cop, you are screwed. Next message. Just got to get through one day of work, and then I'm heading to the Poconos for the Cardboard Classic 2020, baby. Holy no way. Next message. Get the f- out of my lane. You're not the f- pace car for the blue route. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Need a break from the meta discussion? Check out Checkpoint AFK, Checkpoint XP's lifestyle show. From cosplay to consoles, we cover everything you care about when you're away from your keyboard. Subscribe at our website, CheckpointXP.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.